He looks like an asshole. I mean, he does look like an asshole. I just, I guess I'm actually kind of like proud of how like healthy he looks for someone who's a professional gamer. I mean, most of them like do. I mean, did you see the fucking face clan right there in that photo? No, no. Yeah. Look, look at this photo. You know what they all look like? They all look like those fucking dudes that were like, on God, sheesh, this shit's <laughs> mid. Like, they look like the fucking standard fuck boys that you see in like the parties. This is like the uh, kind of guys that you don't ever leave your girlfriend around alone because she'll get fucking assaulted. Not because you think they'll steal your girl, but pro- probably because they'll fucking put something in her drink geez. when you're not looking. We're going to get a fucking cease and desist letter after this episode. I don't give a can... fuck. This dude looks like the only probably cool dude of all of them. I'm not going to lie. It's more than just his beard, but it's he's just... It's the beard. It's, it's, it's the beard, and, like, yeah, he like he, he doesn't have the fuck boy look like this dude does. This dude looks like he fucking is a SoundCloud rapper, and he you see him at gas stations, like, handing out CDs. Christ. Listen to my new album, bro. This is exactly what you would think Face Clan looks like. Well, we're back for we, another one. We are back. Oh, man. It's been a long uh, couple weeks for, for me, you know, getting engaged and shit. Now that the cat's out of the bag, I can yeah, actually can. make, can a, actually talk about make it. an official announcement and talk about it loud. <laughs> not, not whispering to the microphone to anymore. The people. Listen to the people. But yes, guys, I, me and Alicia are officially getting married. And uh, like, like uh, oh, God. Uh, no. Year? Nope. This October. What the fuck? It's this Halloween, so we're we're officially going to be married this this October. Okay. So here's the plan. We decided that we don't want to do like like the traditional like big wedding type thing. Okay. So we are going to do like uh, well, first originally it was going to be a marriage certificate, you know, us signing it, so technically you'd be legally married. Right. And then we needed the witnesses, which would be her parents, my mom, my grandma. But um, it. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way um, because uh, the state of Wisconsin requires us to actually sign the marriage license at the wedding. So we would have to have a courthouse wedding first. So what we were going to do is we're going to do the the certificate. And then next October, we were going to have our own little ceremony, just me, her, and the officiant. Mm -hmm. And then a photographer. And then make a honeymoon out of it afterwards. Okay. And then the summer after that, have like some kind of uh, like kind of like a reception party type thing. Yeah. Where friend, some friends and immediate family would come. Mm -hmm. You're going to be invited. Don't worry. Oh, thanks. Uh, Come on. You think I was going to fucking have my have my reception party and not let you come? I mean, I was not making assumptions either way. But I'm sure like some of the people that are, you know, avid followers of this, they're like, well, I want to go. Like, unfortunately, I'm sorry, but. We're keeping it, like, nice and small and sweet. Right, semi-small, so that way it's, like, not a fucking madhouse. But we're getting married on Halloween this year. Ooh. Does that mean we can wear costumes to that reception party? Um, It'll be in the summer, so it's probably going to be not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Fuck, okay. So, uh, yeah, we're just, right now, the hard part is figuring out where we want to do our little, you know, couples thing. Right, yeah. Because we were thinking, well, we don't want to spend a ton of money. Right. But we also don't want to like travel super far, but we but for specifically what we're looking for, everything is far away. Like we want to do something like scenic in the woods, but also not far from civilization, so that we can actually do shit. Right. 
Like, honestly, the only option I have at this point is probably going back to Tennessee and doing it. But at the same time, it's like we have to figure out how to get an officiant out there and a photographer. Hmm. Or, I don't know, We, we there's a lot of figuring out to do. We've been trying to plan this for the last week now. I would, so. I would say, honestly, um, if you want somewhere that's kind of scenic or anything like that, you could just go either at the towards the southern ends of, like, Indiana, Ohio, even Illinois if you want. You mean by the Kentucky border? Yeah, just because, like, the mountains will still be there. Like, you can still have good pictures with the mountains in the background, you know. That'd be all good for you. But it wouldn't be as far as going to some, something like Tennessee. But also, too, you know, you're a little bit closer to people. Honestly, but... <laughs> Not in Kentucky. Fuck no. I said by the border. Not in the woods. Dude, like, uh, the, I don't know what my GPS was doing on our way back, but it took me, we were leaving Greenville, Tennessee. Okay. And it took me through Kentucky, but I was like, on my way down, I went through uh, Louisville. Mm-hmm. And then, actually, I went around Louisville. And, I mean, there were some empty parts, but, like, I, I, I didn't realize until, like, this year that there's nothing in Kentucky. Kentucky has a pocket of civilization on the west end of the state and then on the far east end of the state. And in the middle, there's and in nothing. in the middle, it's, it's fucking wilderness. Like, yeah, like, I was like, there's times when I'm like, I gotta piss and there's nowhere to stop. Like, th- there are places down there where I have family down by, like, Painesville, down by, like, Ashley, um, and those places like that. Sure, like, Ashley is it in and of itself like an actual city, but, like, if you go into, like, Painesville, there's, a, there's like, some areas where there are buildings, but then when you get into where some of the people live at, like, there's a lot of them in there where, like, if you were to fly over top, you probably wouldn't even know that people lived there. That's how wilderness-intensive some places in Kentucky are. I noticed that. And my GPS on my way, so my GPS on the way down took me on the major highways. We went past Knoxville. You know, they took us down straight to Knoxville, and then we went past Knoxville and went straight to Gatlinburg. Coming out of Greenville, it took us to, like, this really remote spot through Kentucky Mm-hmm. And it was literally taking me through every small town and not on any major highway just to get to I-75. And I'm like, why is it taking me this route? Apparently, it was the fastest route. And it was, technically, on the GPS. But, I mean, we it was just like we went through a lot of town, towns where it was like 35 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour, and, like, the highway is 50. And I'm like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> Like, I, I don't know, I, I honestly, these little towns that we were in, I'm like, I've never even heard of this place. Yeah. And I was just like, I, where the fuck, this isn't the normal route that I take when I come down or when I go home. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? But, but yeah, um, so to kind of like break down our trip, um, we went down to Gatlinburg for a few days. We did some hiking, saw some bear, which was great. <laughs> At The first one wasn't really that big. It darted out across the road. It was like a like a teenage cub, and then the uh, the second one was a massive, full grown male black bear. And I'm like, we're oh. on the trail. You okay, dude? Yeah, I'm fucking tired, man. Shit, long night, huh? It was a long night. <laughs> we were on the trail and we're walking, and like, I just hear like loud snaps of twigs and thumping. Yeah, and it's just like loud rustling sounds. So it's like definitely not a small rodent, and it wasn't a person. And then I hear, Ugh. I was like, I'm like, is that a fucking bear? And then like I turn and look, sure shit, like 20 feet away from me, there's a fucking massive bear going the opposite direction. Thank God. 
but he ended up crossing paths with one of the hikers because I knew there were several hikers behind us. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty populated trail. It, it's weird because I'm glad we did this trail because one, I am not in hiking shape for this, for this terrain. Okay, let's put it this way: it was a two mile, two and a half mile hike up, fifteen hundred feet elevation increase the entire oh, way. God. So we were originally going to do like an eight mile round trip hike at the Ramsey Cascades. Yeah. But which is it was a four mile hike up, four mile hike back. Now, the four for for uh, the for the Ramsey Cascades, the first couple miles is relatively up and then flat and then up and then flat. The last mile, and uh, last mile, last half mile is about a thousand foot increase in elevation. So it's like straight up. It sucked. But I'm I'm glad we didn't do it because one the trail was closed and it was really strange because like the prime the peak season for that area is um from May to November. Yeah. And when we got there the trail was closed and only open on weekends from May to November. I'm like, "What? Why?" It was really weird. Did, did you find out? Yeah, apparently um the workforce like people aren't aren't working. Like nobody wants to fucking wants to work for the for the the DNR whoever the fuck takes care of the the trails. So they have to do trail maintenance on like throughout the week because they only have so many people and they can't keep the trail open every day. Huh. Cuz normally they would tra- they would close the trail. They wouldn't close the trail, they would reduce the hours so that they can like, you know, get in there. Get in there and work on it, but they don't have enough people so they have to shut the trail down from Monday to Thursday. Fuck. I know. So, like, our whole way up, we were fucking sucking, dude. It was so rough, like, the whole way. It was 1,500 feet incline the whole way. And and I realized, like, how, like, one, we're, we're in elevation. Two, it's hot and humid. So, I'm like, we have to stop so much because I'm like, my heart rate, I, like, checked my heart rate on my watch. My heart rate was, like, 215. Jesus, man. You have that much trouble? I mean, I wasn't used to. I'm one. I'm not in like the shape for that kind of terrain because I've done Devil's Lake, which is, you know, and for Wisconsin, that's like pretty high elevation and it's very like strenuous terrain. But it wasn't. It's not that bad. Yeah. Like I, I was able to. I can make it to the top without stopping. We'll stop at the top, have some lunch, and then it's relatively flat at the top, and just you know follow some trails, and it's like up down hills, and then it's not crazy. But once you're at the top, it's it's like all, you just hike the trail around the t- the trails at the top to go see all the overlooks and shit. Well, here it's like fucking up because you're going up in the mountain. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we finally get there. We sat there for I don't know maybe an hour, like watching the waterfall. The waterfall is massive. The photos that I have don't even do it justice. Like there's a photo I have of Alicia sitting on a rock looking up at it, but it's uh and it looks like it's not that big. But what you can't tell in the photo is, like, where she's sitting versus where that waterfall is is at least 50 to 100 yards. And yeah, that, and, so, so in the picture, it looks like she's right by it. Yeah, in the picture, yeah. it looks like she's right by it. But if you look closely in the picture, you see people yeah. under the waterfall. And they're, like, this big, and the waterfall is, like, fucking this. It's, <laughs> it's like a 100-foot-tall waterfall. It's yeah. big. Okay. It's just, but the photos don't make it look like that, of yeah. course. Um but, uh, yeah, we get there, we get, and the way down equally sucked in its own way. At first, it was like, oh, man, we're going to get down fast. This is not that bad. And then it was just, like, two miles of going down on rocky terrain. So our knees are 
by my knees and everything. My ankles were fucking shot at the end of that day. And then yeah. I made a mistake of taking an edible that night. Oh, fun times. Okay. Okay. And I, I like it took three hours for it to kick in. Oh, well. Because I in like it, it I was like I normally these kick in within the hour, but this took three hours to kick in and at that point I was exhausted and it was late at night. Yeah. And I'm laying in bed and I can't sleep at all because of the edible because the edible like I'm I, like I can't every time I start to fall asleep like my dreams start to become a reality and then like I just like keep waking up throughout the night same with Alicia because she took one too. <laughs> Ooh, oh, uh. gross. So we uh, and then so our first night down there in Gatlinburg, I stopped at a place called Old Red. Don't go there. Don't eat at Old Red if you're in Gatlinburg. Don't go to Old Red. Okay, okay. The food, it, it, let's put it this way. A meal, like one drink and one meal, like one drink, one entree for me and Alicia, 90 bucks before oh, the tip. Fuck, dude. And the food was undercooked. It had been like the cornbread. They fucked up the cornbread. How do you fuck up cornbread? It was hard as a rock, stale, didn't taste right, dry. The meat was like, it tasted off. And yeah. I literally was like, I had a shit non-stop every day for like five days after that <laughs> so like okay i had the bubble guts bad and dude on the way back from on that trail on the hike down i had a yeah. shit almost the whole time on that trail <laughs> and then on the way down i was like we need to stop at that at the port of shutter at the end of this and i'm like where's the end because when you get the bubble guts on a, on a hike like that in the heat yeah. it just makes you feel so much worse <laughs> and i even took a shit before we went up but I took a shit after we got back. To, I, I We stopped. I farted. I let it all out. I'm like, wow, I feel much better. So, like, we, we made it. But on the way down, dude, I'm like, I have to poop so bad. I'm, like, prairie dogging it on the way down. And I finally <laughs> shit. And I'm, like, drenched in sweat. And, I'm like, imagine sweaty, sticky ass and you're trying to poop. And then and you get a wipe after. It's a porta potty, yeah. It's not a porta potty. It's like a... It's like a Oh, like a, so it's like an actual like it's like a shack. It's like yeah, a okay. like a like a restroom, well, like better. a rest that's stop. Be, that's a lot better though. That's not. Oh, and it was clean too, so okay, it wasn't. That, it didn't good. stink. It didn't smell like something you you get at like basic. It didn't so, smell like a fucking piss trough. It didn't smell like ammonia, which they normally do on fucking ranges and shit. Oh my god, yeah. So, ugh. so people really like to clean with things like either bleach or ammonia, like really, yes. really badly, and they'll just like, and it's not like oh. You know, if you go into, like, a bathroom and it smells like a little bit like bleach, you're like, oh, well, it, it's almost nice because, you know, well, they're cleaning it. I'm not too mad about it. But there's also a difference, too, of when you can tell someone used way too much of something and you're, like, getting gassed out of the fucking bathroom. Does it smell bad? No, I can't breathe. Dude, it, I, re I will never forget when I was in Fort Sill, Oklahoma for basic. Yeah. Um, the, e -ga the gas chamber, right? Mm-hmm. So the bathrooms of the gas chamber, like if you're in the military, you know what I'm talking about. But like the bathrooms on ranges and stuff are essentially just a bunch of open toilets that you could sit on and that's it. Mm -hmm. And there's like a giant fucking shit pit underneath the thing. And instead of cleaning it out, what, what do they do in the military? They pour fucking chemicals in there to break it down. So in the gas, near the gas chamber, they... I'm like, I don't know when they emptied this thing, but it, I had to put my gas mask on in that motherfucker because I'm like, I can't breathe. It burns my eyes. It hurts to breathe. And it smells so fucking, it smells like shit pneumonia. And it's like, yeah. it's almost like the shit they put in this, in these shit pits is like a chemical weapon in itself. Well, I mean, depending on when someone may have like 
been putting the stuff in, they might have been making mustard gas. <laughs> oh, dude, it was so bad. And then even worse, like, everyone smells like CS gas. Yeah. So, like, we're all fucking, you know, I'm like, I have to shit in this thing. And I'm like, I'm really hoping that I don't have to, but I had to. And then there's flies everywhere because it's not emptied. They just yeah. pour chemicals to break it down. So it just, like, ends up becoming broken down poop with ammonia and whatever sludge, they fucking. Yeah. It's so horrible. Oh. But no, it wasn't like that. Christ. And then, um, so what else do we do? We ran around in the Smokies and stuff, stopped at a few places, uh, and then uh, took her to Cherokee, North Carolina. We went through the Smokies. She got to see, like, you know, the Smoky Mountain range and stuff. And then afterwards, with the day of the proposal, when we left Gatlinburg, we're, we were going to Greenville. And on the way to Greenville, Irwin is there. Mm-hmm. It's like 30 minutes away from where we were going. So we stopped first. So I took her to the old farm that my grandpa grew up on, the cemetery, all the swimming hole that he used to swim at. And I got to say, props to, to the, I was always reluctant on them turning that area into a state park, but I'm so glad they did because they made that fucking, the blue hole, which is where he used to swim. Mm-hmm. They cleaned that all up. Really? Okay. I remember like for a few years going down there, it would be, there'd be trash all over the place. Um, they never clean the debris out because it's like a waterfall into a swimming hole. And then the river runs, the creek runs down into kind of like a river. And then it, uh, so it goes through these rocks to another hole, but it would always be filled with debris from like the trees and shit. And it would just like back up the water and it would turn into that weird froth that you'd see. Yeah. So like they clean that out and put it all rocks and shit right there. And they made it like walkable so that like, if they have to go back out there to like clean the shit off of it, they, they can. can. Yeah. So they made it really nice. There's a whole, they made another trail going down to the second part of it, which I've never been to in my life. And now it's completely accessible. It never used to be. Um, so, so yeah, like it was, it was super nice to see. And then I took her to this place called the beauty spot. And that was where I was going to do the proposal. This place my grandpa used to take me to at the top of the mountain that oversees the entire Appalachian mountain range for three states. You can see in the valley, you can see all the little towns. It's like super far. The photos I sent you guys don't even do it justice. That's like, it's one of those places, unless you have a super high quality camera or you're there. It's too much. You're not going to catch it. Yeah. It's too much. And I'm just like, and she's up there and she's like, wow, this is awesome and stuff. And I'm like walking around I'm like, yeah, look at it. I'm like, so you could see Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina. And she's like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't really the kind of place that you bring your girlfriend though. And she's like, oh yeah. And then I got down on one knee and I was like, I was like I, and I was like, I'd rather like bring my future wife here. And then I got on one knee and I was like, will you marry me? And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> But an update if you listen to the last episode, which you probably haven't because I only put it out yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy, dude. I had yes. a lot of schoolwork to keep up on. Plus, my computer hard crashed and almost fucking cooked. Oh. I didn't tell you about this. So, no. yesterday, so day before yesterday, I had a databases class and we used a thing called SQL Server. So, basically, it's a program within my computer that turns my computer into a server. Mm hmm. But it, it doesn't, it's not a server for anything else, but, but databases that I make to put into it within it. So yeah, it doesn't yeah. connect to anything. Yeah. But it's a server. It's a program. Mm-hmm. Class ended. I played a couple games and then I went to bed and I went to shut my computer off. Well, I didn't save my work. So it stopped the shutdown. So I come back down. I'm like, my computer's still on, but I turned the screen off and I, I, uh, the computer's still on. And then I booted up. It says you didn't save your work. So I didn't save the work, but I kept the program running. 
because I was going to keep working on it. Then I went to the gym. Come back, my, my PC's off. And I was like, I didn't turn that off. It crashed. I was like, did that thing crash? So I, I started up, and it goes through, like, a whole reboot process and, like, checking for updates and stuff. And I'm like, and I'm like, huh, that's weird. Okay. I think what, and then um, come time for my regiment stream slot, I uh, go to fire up my stream. I'm noticing before, I'm like, it's lagging when I try to, to like, type in anything. Mm-hmm. And then when I, when I like, my cursor is, like, skipping across the, it's, like, lagging. Like, I'm having frame loss in my desktop. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I go to fire up the stream. The stream is not operating properly. My scenes are transitioning all, like, choppy. Everything's like, it's almost like my CPU is being over, like, overloaded. Yeah. Which, I'm looking at my CPU usage. It's relatively low. And I'm like, it's, it's actually super low. And I'm like, why is this happening? I tried some reboots and stuff. So then I go into my computer's BIOS. My CPU was at 97 degrees Celsius. Oh, shit. Which is nearly 200 degrees. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, that thing is hot. Yeah. So I shut it off. I think what happened was that during the crash, the processor kept running along with the server and the program. Yeah. And the, and the cooling system was off. Everything was off mm. except for the processor. It was still running the server. Okay. So I had no nothing to cool it down. So when I was running it again with the with the with the fans and everything, it couldn't keep up and cool it down fast enough. So it was overheating. Oh shit! Okay. So like I had to shut down and I, and then I had to like completely like redo all my programs and stuff because I'm like fuck, dude. I almost I almost fucking baked my computer. So yeah, then we go to Irwin. Family reunion was on Saturday. We went to the range. Fired that. Uh, AR-15 that I have. Yeah, yeah. And I got to send it back to Palmetto because it's uh, got a defect. What the fuck's wrong with it? So mechanically, it operates just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the handguard is a free-floating handguard. And after six rounds, the handguard starts to come off. It slide, starts sliding off forward. And I'm like, that shouldn't be happening. And so I would loosen it up, push it back, tighten it up as tight as I could get it. And after six rounds again, it would be sliding forward. And it would stay at a... It's, it goes forward so much and then stops. But, like, it's enough to where it throws your sights off. Like, your iron sights. you Because yeah. the iron sights on the handguard. And the rear... And the, and the uh, upper receiver is separated from the handguard. So, if the handguard's moving and your front sight's floating forward as you're firing, you're never going to get a good sight. Never, you're never, never going to get a good zero. So, I have to send it back. Alicia fired it. That's her first time shooting an AR-15. She was all sore and stuff. She's like, it hurts. We put like 100 rounds to that fucking thing. It hurts. Shit. Yeah. Oh, it does have... I will say this. It's got some kick to it. Why does it have kick to it? What do you It's a 300 blackout. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. It's a little more kick than a 223 or a 556, so... Yeah, but the 556 doesn't really... It don't, that doesn't kick. No, it doesn't. And I was kind of expecting the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, I, I've shot these fuckers before. And then, like, because it, it is kind of a heavier round, so it hit, it kicks a little more. Yeah. It's not, like, a crazy amount, but it's more than I expected. Yeah, yeah. And she, her shoulder was sore. She had a nice mark on it. I'm like, this thing must really kick if it if it left the mark. So then we go to the handgun range because we were the only people there. Oh, that's kind of nice, though. Oh, it was super nice. So I go to the handgun range, and she can't, she, her arms are so tired that she can't even hold it up anymore. Hold up the handgun. So I'm like, all right, you're done. But yeah, she fired. She did pretty good. I'm not nice, going to lie. Nice. She did pretty good. Especially with her first time shooting a rifle like that. 
And then um, we went to Greenville, had the reunion. The reunion was kind of, it was weird. So I have, and I'm going to say this because I know none of my family listens to this, but I have an uncle who has dementia, Mm -hmm. and he's in the early stages of it. So it's not like full-blown yet. No, but he apparently throughout his whole life, which I've never known this, has been known to be an extreme pervert. Huh. So he was being extremely perverted to Alicia. Oh, oh. He was like grabbing at her and pulling her saying sit on my lap and stuff and she was all like freaked out and i'm like we're all like hey come on you know leave her alone and then he like pulls me aside he's like what what like he he's like saying he's like hey how uh, how come she's sitting over there and she's like kind of like shaking her leg i'm like well just because she's got anxiety like she's you know she's got social anxiety she doesn't know you guys she and we're in an environment of people that she's never met except for like my mom and a couple other people mm-hmm. so she's like you know she's you know and she kind of struggles with this kind of thing. And he's like, oh, so she's well, so she's kind of introverted. I was like, yeah. He's like, well, let me talk to her. And I thought he was going to try to, like, you know, make her feel better. You know, it was uh, like, hey, you know. And he did. Uh, and he brings her over. He has her over there. And he's like, and he, I thought, like, because usually what he would do, if he would be, like, a little bit inappropriate, which he always used to be, he would apologize. And be like, you know, it's just, it's kind of my personality. I'm kind of, I say outlandish things to be funny. I don't mean it, but mean anything by it. Mm-hmm. But no, what he did was he pulls her over. And he's like, so I noticed that you were over there shaking your leg and stuff. And she's and he's like, you should be really careful about doing that because it can give men the wrong impression. What the fuck? Like making her so, super uncomfortable so and stuff. This, so is this like? And she's by the way, she's also wearing like a dress. So he's like looking up her dress, and I was like, what the fuck? And then um, I told my aunt about it, and she's like, oh, yeah? Want to hear some? You know what he said to me? And I was like, oh, no. Apparently, he told my aunt. He, like, he gave her a hug, and he looked at her, and he's like, let me get a squeeze. And then, and then she's like, what the fuck? And then, like, apparently, he's always been like that. He was, like, grabbing at my sister, and he was, like, grabbing at Alicia, and I was just like, what? And I was like, yeah, never again. We're, I'm not bringing her around him ever again. Oh, oh Okay. And, like, and and some people are like, well, he's got to mention. I'm like, not an excuse. I'm sorry, it's not. I don't give a fuck like, if you're losing your mind. Apparently, he's been like that his whole life. It's not an excuse. Yeah, but like that's just like no, no one thought like, yeah, we're gonna do something about this. Like, no, no one. Like, I just well, people who did say something to him. No, no, no. You don't say th- t- uh, things about that. You do things about that. Uh, you like, c- <laughs> so here's the thing. How do you handle something like that at a person who's 80 but also has dementia? Tell him you're going to break his fucking legs. Like, <laughs> I, I, I like, want to. I, I'm just saying. Look, trust like, me. Trust me when I say is like, I like, I want to say that. But at the same time, I'm just like, this is an old, he, I could easily fucking tear him apart. It's, here, here's my thing. And, and a lot of people try to do this whole, oh, keep the peace. It's a family. No, fuck keeping fuck the peace. That. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a weird and delicate situation because it's like, all right. So dude's losing his mind. He's old as fuck. And, like, to keep it from escalating, I'm just going to separate us from him. Because it was getting to the point where I was about to, like, hey. Physically do something about this. Yeah. And then I was just like, but I can't do that with all these old fucking people into this old guy. And I'm like, like, we're going to, we're just going to, we're going to separate ourselves from the situation. And if he keeps coming to to look for it, then I'm going to fucking say something and do something. Uh, I know. Dude, it's. That would have. Absolutely fucking lit me up. I no man, 
Oh like, yeah, dude, it would especially too. Like the fact of the matter is, they're like, oh, he's been like this his, his whole life. I was like, yeah, that, which that's I cool. didn't know. I was like, that's cool. That doesn't doesn't like you said. That does not like negate what the fuck is going on. Right, it doesn't. Like I don't understand that it, my, that thinking of like, oh, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm just looking for all my fucking pouches. I, I got one thing right here, and I had another one. I didn't know it was already. Did I already finish that? Yeah, I guess I did. All right, mm. continue. Um, but yeah, no, I just I, I don't I don't understand that. There's so many people who abide by that per, that person that uh, they go along that action of like, oh, well, we're gonna keep the in the family like, no so like, what no, the no. approach that i can't that we were everyone's kind of taking is like we're not going to be doing that and then like kind of separate the situation separate from like you separate him from us and the and like to keep the situation from escalating yeah because it 100 was going to because i'm like you fucking creepy old motherfucker like i've known you my whole life and, and you're doing and he's never done that with any girl i've brought around him and he does that with her no fuck no Aside from that, everything was great, though. Oh, good, good, good. It was a great trip. We had a lot of fun. Good, good. <laughs> uh, how was Chicago? Um, you went to the Chicago hike. I did. I did. What was that photo that you, that that was sent to me about like that was sent in the group chat with you like all pat like laying down and sleeping on the beach? Yeah, I was fucking passed out. It was just it was fucking hot and like we sat around for like lunch and it wasn't like before where like. It was cloudy and windy. It was cloudy, windy, but, like, also, too, like, when we stopped and we were just kind of, like, relaxing, like, it, we we stayed there for a little bit. And it wasn't, like, previously where it's, like, hey, here's lunch. We'll do the tug of war and other stuff. It was, like, there was a big lull in between lunch. Is it because of the heat? I don't know. And so they're, like, oh, what are you doing? I was, like, I'm fucking sleeping. I was, like, we're, we're literally going to walk, like, another eight miles. How early in the hike was this? It was, like, was this the first stop? I mean, uh, it was, like, second stop. Did you guys go back to the yacht club? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, no. Was it the same route? Generally. Okay. Did it start some the other the, way, some, though? Some of the, no, 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 no. Some of the stops were a little different. Like, we didn't stop at one of the places we did before, and we didn't stop at that one place where we did the tug of war last year. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, it was essentially the same route. Um, did cops and – did you guys do the, the Navy Pier again? No. Oh, good. No, we didn't, because fuck the Navy Pier. Did the cops harass you guys this time? No, not that we knew of this time. Like, we saw them a couple what about times. It, what about the Chicago people? More positive. Really? Yeah. It was, like, we still had some, like, stupid people. Like, there was this one stupid old white bitch who was like, boo. I was like, one, who thumbs down, like, does a thumbs down to people? Like, I don't care if you disagree with me or not. Flip me the bird. Be normal. Something. But, like, you gave me a thumbs down. No one loves you. Get out of here. That's why your kids don't visit. Fuck you. You know what I mean? That's why no one will fuck you, lady. <laughs> but like old ladies that get that fucking hate everything that's that's positive, that's like positive because like they don't get laid themselves, so they just like fuck everybody. Uh, go on. Like we had one, we had only one dude who asked if we were like a white supremacist movement, which was really funny because like more than half the people there were brown or darker. So <laughs> I always like, find I, that I, funny. I, that, they, that part like blew my mind. I look behind me after he says it, and I'm like. There are literally so many black people and like other ethnicities here that aren't white that that just blow. Why would you ask that? Like, this is way too diverse of a group for you to be like. I always it's a, it's a Nazi group. Like, I no. always I always find the the racism thing that people like in Chicago always accuse us of. Yeah, 
And it's like, this is a racist movement. Like, how? Like, there are so many ethnicities in this fucking in, hike in right now. In this fucking hike. It makes no fucking sense. What, um, what, what did somebody say to him? Anybody say anything to him? Uh, they, they were like, um, no, this isn't. Like, they were, you know, got a little snarky about it. But, like, we also had one asshole who, like, legitimately almost got fucking uh, you know, assaulted. Really? Um, yeah. Well, Tell me he, about that. He rode by on his fucking bike, and, like, when we were stopped... Like, when we were stopped at that one place where I fell asleep at. Yeah. Um, this dude, like, rode by on his bike when we were getting ready and, like, snatched the American flag that was held on someone's, uh, like, uh, fucking standard, like, their fucking pole for it and just, like, threw it, like, rode by and, like, threw it on the ground. So I was, and so, like, every single, every single person who saw it was like, yeah, go ahead, ride back. No, no, you think you're tough. Co- ride back here. See what happens. Like... I was and because we were sitting there, I was like, I really, I fucking hate Chicago. I was like, I really hope he does that. I really hope he thinks he has the balls to ride back. He didn't because I will fucking shoulder check you on a bike, and it'll look like you hit me. Your bike won't be good, and now everybody here is gonna beat your ass. Like, let, come on, I fucking like you think like if you're if you're ballsy enough to do something like that, you know, at least have the nerve to sit here and tell me as to why you're fucking upset with what we're. Did doing. he come back? No, of course he, did. he didn't. He they never pedaled, do. He pedaled away like a little fucking bitch. Like that's exactly what he fucking Dude, did. And this is why I hate Chicago. It oh. is it is riddled with communist little fucks that are like, it's like if you hate it so much, leave, get the fuck out. Well, well, my issue, my issue with the whole argument with the whole like communism thing is that. Uh, not even just like the whole idea, you know, I won't even tell people like leave America. We don't want you here or whatever. No bullshit like that. I, I asked them any place on the planet that has communism. Would you live there? And the answer is always fucking no. Then why do you like communism? Exactly. Well, like, well, it's because it stands for this. I was like, yeah. And Hitler also had a no smoking campaign. Does that mean we should be Nazis now? Like, just because there's some positive in whatever's going on does not mean that you should just go with whatever that is. You know, fuck. The Nazis uh, introduced a a Marine Mammal Protection Act. They were were against pollution and against hurting wild animals for no fucking reason. That doesn't mean that you should just go along with everything they say. That's the exact same thing that with communism. Oh, well, we think that we should distribute the wealth and make everything equal. Like, yeah, in theory, that does sound awesome. Like, I won't lie. Like, that's okay. But has it ever worked? Has it ever happened? And would you live in some place that goes by these fucking mottos? The answer is no to all three of those. So why, why are you advocating for this? Just blows my mind. And never, never once has, have I ever heard a good legitimate argument for it. The thing with Chicago is the first hike I did was in Chicago. Was the one that we went on, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and ever since that, I was just like, I don't fucking yeah. ever want to come it, back it, here. It put a bad taste in my mouth about Chicago that just hasn't gone away. And like, I'm sure, like, even though the, the incidents this time were really few and far between, probably, mm-hmm. um, from what it sounds, I should say, uh, even still, just with that, it's like... It's the mentality that people there have. Oh, yeah. Especially towards us. To be honest, fuck Chicago, man. Like, fuck Chicago. If you like Chicago, fuck you too. Like, there's just, there's nothing that I see in going on there that I either agree with or that is a something that I would want to support. Because it is a fucking slum-ass fucking city that is full of nothing but poor people, fucking drug addicts, fucking, you know, and the people who aren't in those two categories are fucking assholes. 
you guys can't drive, your roads are shit, you tax the fuck out of everybody, but everything's still shitty, so you're just keeping the money somewhere or spending it on stupid shit. It's what it drives me nuts. Like I think the cherry on top for me with Chicago when the last hike was uh when we went to the Navy Pier. Yeah. Dude, that the Navy Pier was the fucking one that I was just like, this is a joke, right? Well, and everything about that, about the fucking Chicago in, during that hike was a fucking joke. The people, the people who were booing us, who were doing nothing but trying to start shit with us, were a fucking joke. The only good people that we met on that fucking hike that weren't fucking the occasional person, because it wasn't everybody, admittedly. The occasional people who were positive was the fucking anti-war protesters. They were totally fine with us. And me in Milwaukee? Uh, yeah, it, well, sorry, that was in Milwaukee. That was in yeah. Milwaukee, and so and they were totally fine with us. That was weird. So we go to we see these anti-war protesters, and they were like, "What are you guys walking for?" And it's like, "What are you guys doing this for?" I said, "Oh, it's a suicide prevention and morale hike." Oh, okay. Yeah, and they had no fucking issue. And that was it. And then they they kind of oh. and then they left after that. They, they handed us some water and left. In Chicago, they're just like you know people are like fucking Nazis and yelling at us and shit. It was just like we did have this. You fuck, you fibs, you cocksucking fucking fibs with your goddamn monstrosity looking bitch for a mayor. Yeah. Well, th then the fucking cops last year were giving us fucking trouble. We don't like your permit. Bitch, we didn't ask if you liked our permit. Our permit got signed, but your fucking legislative body. Yeah, it's like, I don't give a fuck if you like it or not. Like, you can go fuck yourself. Like, because I was, if anybody who would be supportive in this fucking shithole place, I would have thought that the cops have been like, yeah, fuck yeah, man, the military. But I, like, no, they were like, no, we don't it, like your if stuff. If it were me, I'd be like, need I remind you what happened uh, last time that, you know, an authoritarian figure tried stopping American patriots from voice, from, you know, assembling? Back in the 1700s? We shot them. We shot them all. <laughs> we shot them all and took the country back. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but also too, like, I just don't understand like what all the negativity was about. However, we did see an, a, th a thing of amazing karma. It was amazing. So right after we left from the tug of war, which the Navy won, by the way, suck at army. Anyway. What, this one? Uh-huh. That's because you guys are by the, listen, you guys are by the fucking, the bases right there. Oh, so there's more, there's more sailors than army guys. There was a lot, there was a lot of army people there this time and there wasn't that many Marines. So you know, really? Yeah, there wasn't that many Marines. In terms of uh, saying the total, Army and Navy were the biggest turnouts. And then, you know. That's weird. Last time it was mostly Marines. There was there was a fuck ton of Marines last time. But, um, um, but yeah, so we had almost no Air Force. We had, like, almost no Coasties. So we were kind of like, oh, okay, you know, we understand that, you know, that where are they? We don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so we're walking down. And a couple of boats say hi to us. And they're being positive, cheering us on, whatever, things like that. And this one boat drives by and there's a couple of people on the boat who are, you know, like cool, cool, whatever, you know, everything's fine, you know, cheering us on. And then there's this one dude who just like starts giving us the finger and we're like, dude, fuck you. Like, you know what? Like, why go to the trouble? Like, you can tell we're being positive. Why go to the trouble of like being an asshole? And you just see a fucking coasty ship just fucking come like Tokyo drifting in fucking laying on the fucking horn. <laughs> just fucking like cheering their fucking hearts out, and you can just see the dude on the boat behind the coasty sh the coasty ship right there, just pissed. That kind of scared me. I'm not gonna lie. That was weird. Why is, why did I just get a pop up for that? Any anyway, but yeah, you just see the dude behind the coast the coasty boat just like fucking pissed. Fuck him because the the coasties did too. I they they probably saw that and came just fucking rolling up and we're like, holy shit, the coast guard actually showed up. 
The Coast Guard showed up in beautiful <laughs> oh fashion. God. Yeah, they did. It was awesome. It was perfect timing. Be careful hitting the desk, by the way. You know, the camera. I, you know what I really, I really want to get a separated mount for this. Just like a tr- oh, its own tripod stand. Its own stand, yeah. so that way, like, I don't have to fucking worry about you, like, you know, going. Uh. But the funny thing is, is like I do it, and it doesn't. You know, I do yes. this. Well, the thing it is, doesn't I, wobble I, as much. I think it's because you got this on a separate stand, which is fine, and you have just the camera there. Your, your setup here has the whole loop on one thing here. I know. And I think it's just a little too heavy, so that way as soon as there's any vibration, it just continues. So tell me about transit on the way back after the hike. Was it just as bad or was it better? It, it was better in the fact that the buses didn't break down. <laughs> but still, it's, did it still take a while? Yeah, it still took a little bit. Um, At least they fucking came. Granted, we had to get an Uber. Granted, I, this time around, um, well, I say this time around, but like, I was still uh, volunteering to help out and do things like that. I still been getting away with volunteering for these things. And they're like, hey, can you set the pi- the pace for the hike? I'm like, holy shit, I get volunteering. We always do this. And all you ask of me is just to run the pace of the hike. Fuck yeah. <laughs> me, that's how I met you. Me and you were in the front. And then they yeah. were always telling us to slow down because we were just fucking leaving well, people I, in I'm the not going to lie. So this time this year, it was it, we did a lot better on like holding the pace. Probably because it was like, so fucking hot. But, like, yeah, it was. But, like, also, too, last year was so bad with me and you. We were, like, there was a solid, like, 10 to 15 minutes where we were just at, like, a full ruck march pace. Mm-hmm. And they're like, whoa, guys, hold on. Guys, slow, this slow isn't down. a ruck. Slow down. We're like, I'm so down. sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, we're, we're on a long path. You're going to start striding out and, like, doing full pace walking. So it's just like, uh I remember on that first hike, I fell behind <laughs> because my, my cutout of Tim back here fell off my bag mm-hmm. and I like had to restrap it. Everybody got real far ahead. So I fucking ran with my ruck on <laughs> to catch up. Yeah. I, like, it, like I couldn't see the hike hikers anymore. Oh shit. That's how far back I was. Well, then Ooh. again, it wasn't like you guys were super far. It was just that we took in like a turn or something. Taking a few turns. It was like under a bridge and stuff and then yeah. still following the bike path. And I was still by a park and oh, um, gotcha. I want to say it was the park with the track on it. Yeah, so we didn't get. We weren't already that far. You remember? You remember there was like a track right there. Mm-hmm. We passed the track. That's where my fucking cutout fell off. Oh, okay. So I went and I was like restrapping it and securing it and stuff. And then I got up and I just started fucking doing my ruck run all the way to the front. <laughs> and I was just like, "Fuck, man!" Like I couldn't see you guys yeah, you'll, anymore. You'll be you'll be in Milwaukee though. I will be. Yeah, yeah. My dad's coming down for that one too. Oh, nice. That's I re- I really tried to get my dad to come out for the Cincinnati one. But um, he was like, hey, you know, how far is it? I think the Cincinnati one was like seven, eight miles in total, like the whole march. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, yeah, he's like, hey, Case, I don't really know if um, if I can do that. I mean, he's can't like, gig him for it. Right. Alicia's dad is going to do the hike this year again, too. Oh, nice, nice. We even got, like, cool, like, patriotic American flag socks. Very nice. I'm actually hoping between now and then I'm going to try to order a pair of, like, customized silkies. I want to get some custom silkies, too. Or I was just going to wear my kilt. Oh, my God. Do that instead. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about it. Do, do, or put silkies on underneath it because you'll chafe. Yeah. Uh. I, I highly recommend, like, wearing some because Alicia made that mistake. We went to Gallenberg. She, yeah, yeah. she was wearing a dress. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have anything else underneath, like, on her thighs. Oh, yeah. So, and it, by the way, Tennessee is fucking hot. It's hot. And humid. So, in Gatlinburg, you have to find parking. And then you walk the rest of it. 
So we found parking, but I, I even told her, I was like, I don't know if we should park here or move forward, but the traffic through Gatlinburg is a nightmare. Yeah. So have you been there? Uh, I've been to Gatlinburg a long-ass time ago. Well, the, the one thing I'm sure you'll remember the most is the, how heavy the traffic was through the main main road. Yeah. So it, driving anywhere is like a fucking it's a, half. It's not even that long. It's, it's not worth it to drive. It's not worth it. So we were walking, and then she was like, I am chafing so bad. And I was like, do you want to, like, stop and get some shorts? And, like, we had to stop at one of those fucking tourist trappy fucking places yeah, for shorts. And it's it sucked because, like, all the shorts they had were, like, these weird fucking new age booty shorts that, and stuff. And they were, like, made out of, like, fucking, like, f- fucking wool or not wool, but, like, fucking soft fabric. But it was, like, I don't know. So she yeah. had, it was, like, finding her a pair of shorts to wear while we were there was awful. It was awful. Like, dude, and then all the stores are the same. That's the other thing. They're all the fucking same. Oh, yeah. I remember I remember being a tourist trap, but ever since, like, I was like, I wonder what it's like now after COVID and after the fire they had. Mm-hmm. Like, what's changed? A lot's changed. There are some nice breweries. Yes, Smoky Mountain Moonshine. That's where they started. Yeah. The, the one that you can find in the store, the one that Doc likes, because he, you can get the fucking um, the dairy cream strawberry cream moonshine that they make even though it's not really moonshine it's just fucking it's like dairy liquor yeah well it's, it's good it's, don't get me wrong it's because eldridge is kind of a pussy when it comes to his alcohol i know you know, i remember giving him and i know so you're gonna listen to this you son shit. of a bitch <laughs> like you, you couldn't even do a shot of fireball i don't like fireball i don't like i just don't like i'm like it's like the easiest shot i could give you no well then we tried to give him a shot of that peanut butter uh Oh, Whiskey. screwball! Yeah, that yeah, one too. He's like, I don't really like. I don't. I don't want it. I don't want to drink peanut butter. I Dude, was like, it, it, we basically had to suck his dick to get him convinced to do it. Oh my god, he he is the most prissy man when it comes to alcohol, and I just I I, I pray for him because he's gonna get with a group of people who are going to wreck his shit in the military, and he's like, oh, I'll be ready for it. I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, you won't. You will not be ready for it, Doc. <laughs> you will not be ready for it, buddy. All right, so let's actually like talk about some topics now. Oh, yes, yes. Now that we've had, we've did did done our did our done our catching up. Yes, there's not very many topics this week, um, which is weird because I missed a lot. Well, it's it's also really hard to play catch up in, in this type of scenario with where we're at. So I know, I know. Man, I really want to fucking get a new tripod for that thing. Is it bad? No, I'm like looking at you, and it's just like <laughs> it's like fucking head banging. <laughs> so, um. There's a, a mobile uh, mobile game uh, publisher called Unity, and uh, the CEO had to put out an apology because sometime last week he called game developers fucking idiots unless they, like, they said that game developers that don't focus on microtransactions are fucking idiots. So that depends on, I guess, what context. And the reason why I say that is because, if and it's still going to make him a shitty person, but, like, if you're going to be a dick and be like, oh, well... You know, in terms of money making, like you would be a fucking idiot, right? But like, it's still just—it's so awful because like no one wants their uh, gaming developer to focus on making money. Like, ugh. apparently, uh, Activision Blizzard does. So like, so it's more specifically, what he said was he said that game developers who don't consider monetization early in the process of making games are fucking idiots. And he got some massive backlash, which sparked him to have to apologize. Good, good. Don't be an asshole to your game devs, you cunt. But um, but yeah. But also Unity, the company, has merged 
with Iron Source. And there's a lot of backlash with this merger. And one of the reasons why is because Iron Source has been notoriously known for um, spreading malware. Oh, shit. And then they also laid off hundreds of people. And, the, and it was a multi-billion dollar merger, and they laid off hundreds of people. And uh, the company they merged with was like, you know, so I've never seen a corporate suicide this wild since Artesian. That's what this tweet says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yes. God. Uh, listen, man, if you just weren't a dick, we wouldn't have found out you, d- you didn't do your taxes. That's true. Like, fuck. <laughs> it's true. Like, it is like, and then I, did I, I don't know if I ever talked about, like, the whole situation where um, it was discovered that he was um, selling off PCs that people had already bought that he didn't ship. Yeah. Yeah, no, we did. We talked about that on here. Where, we did? Like, yeah, where it was, um, he, he, kept, he was selling products to different people who had already, like, ordered their product, mm-hmm. never sent it to them. And it wasn't like... And a, then he sold it to somebody else to try to recoup yeah. money so that, you know, mm-hmm. to, like, save the company or some bullshit. Well, because he, even towards the end when they were... Or like, to pay his fines or something. Yeah, shit. When, when they, towards the end when they were shutting down, they were like, hey, you know, we'll build what we promised to build and ship it to people. They, they still didn't because they were trying to sell off everything they could as fast as they could. So they were falling through on the orders that they had promised to put through until the end of their business. Sounds about right. Cunts. Um, here's one that, um, you know, it was weird when I saw this because I'm like, didn't this already happen? But it was more of like they bunch. So what I'm talking about is Sony acquired Bungie, the creators of Destiny, for, in a $3.6 billion deal. So, I'm like, didn't that already happen? But no, I guess what happened was, like, they kind of, like, partnered. And then, you know, was basically, I don't really understand how it worked. It was like they became not a part of Sony, but they essentially, like, let Bungie be its own thing. And it was like a partnership with Sony and Bungie. But now, Bungie buys them. So now Bungie is officially like under the umbrella of Sony and so all the I, other pub de- uh, devs out there. So what that partnership may have been was just kind of a test run before you actually plunge into something. You know what I mean? Wait, I, I don't. Wait really, a second. What? Look at the date on this article. April. January. Is it? Wait, was that what it said? Yeah, January of 2022. Hang on, let me find a different one here. Here's, this will be so it says Sony acquires Bungie for 3.6 billion dollars games not play games not PlayStation exclusive in the future I don't understand this so this is essentially why are we talking about the same thing again there's got to be something else is this more like it's official now or something maybe that could be that's weird all right we'll we'll come back to it we'll circle back so there's a game called Skate, right? Skate 4. Oh, my God. I missed Skate 3. That, that was a fun game. Yeah, well, they announced um, back in 2020. And I remember this because um, one, one of my prominent guests that I had, Corey Elijah, he, um, he's, a, he's also like got a gaming podcast. He's a local guy. Um, he was, we were talking about how it was announced that Skate 4 was officially in development. And he's a huge skate fan, too. So he yeah. was very excited about this. Well, it came out. Skate 4 is now officially going to be called Skate. And it will be a free-to-play live service game with cross-play and cross-progression. I'm immediately disappointed. Yeah, you and a lot of other people. Like, 
that like that does that does not embody the uh, spirit of what Skate Three was. Skate Three was a fucking diamond in the rough, man. That w- that was an amazing fucking game, and it really did too. It just it it, w- it was so silly, but it was also technical. So if you just enjoyed fucking around on it, like I did, like I mean, who does not enjoy you know skating over top of a giant shark and then just like plowing yourself into the ground doing the fucking like charizard suicide blitz but like at the same time too though like if you really want if you were really into like the technical like side of it and like really wanted to like get good at like actually like really mastering the game you could do that and like really pull off some awesome amazing stunts and go through it It had awesome maps for it like it was a very good game even though it wasn't like the biggest like online thing at least not from what i remember but to just say, hey, we're going to turn this into a free-to-play, like, live service game, it just immediately made me think, like, y- y'all already fucked it up. I know. I mean, Corey, he's just actually messing with me because I'm like, hey, did you see that Skate is now just called Skate and it's free-to-play and, and uh, <coughs> a live service game? He's like, yeah, I'm pretty pumped, but he's curious on how EA is going to handle it, which, knowing EA, they're not going to handle it well at all. Um, So we're going to talk about Cyberpunk today. Or, I'm sorry, not Cyberpunk, CD Projekt Red. So, since the launch of Cyberpunk, CD Projekt Red's stock, which, by the way, before the launch of Cyberpunk, their stocks were at an all-time high. Hmm. Since CD Projekt Red launched Cyberpunk, their stock has dropped 75%. Jesus. So, they've just been on the drop and drop and drop ever since the launch of Cyberpunk, which honestly is not surprising given the fact how big of a failure Cyberpunk was. Well, here's the thing, though. Up until, like, right before the fucking, like, Cyberpunk came out and, like, the, the hype and everything, I didn't know anything about it. I, I did. It was just, like, I, I kind of thought it was going to be, like, a, you know, it was going to be an open-world RPG, kind of like The Witcher. Lot of, lots of things to do, but it was going to be a first-person shooter. And I was like, okay, so I, everyone trusted them to handle this. No, I, I know, but the issue was, was they got brought on not just as, like, I, from what I remember. If I'm wrong, let me know. But, like... They got brought on to help the project, like, not at the very beginning. What do you mean? No, this CD was their project. Was it their project? Yeah. Okay. The, from they were I, the ones that announced it. What I was told was... Back in 2015, I think they announced so it. So, one immediate red flag. Um, so, I was under the impression, I don't know where I heard this or where I got this misconception from, but I heard that they got brought on and they were like, oh, well, we made the Witcher work, we can make this work. Well, this isn't The Witcher, and this is also a very different game. Yes, there are some things that are similar, sure. But so you were half right. They didn't get brought on for the for, to make the game. Mm-hmm. This was their game. Okay. So what happened was, um, there was a lot of development hell. Yeah. Where they were going through different like creative directors. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's a lot of mismanagement and like ideas pushed out there and stuff, and they they couldn't realize they couldn't bring the ideas to life. And it was getting down to the wire where the game wasn't really truly in development until like a year and a half before it launched, mm-hmm. which is a huge thing that's been happening across all of gaming. And, you know, they, they were, then they started banking, well, we did it with a Witcher. We can do it with this. You know, they thought the CD, our, our magic, we worked, we worked it into the Witcher three. We can definitely pull it off in this. And they weren't able to. So when it came down to crunch time, that's when that whole like, you know, all the CDPR magic. No, that's not that and and, and I'm not working out for them. CDPR was always developing this because they are both the developer and the publisher. But CDPR was always working on this. They just had different 
guys taking the lead as you know throughout the development process which didn't really officially get started until a little a little bit before it launched so today we're gonna talk about phase clan so phase clan announced a little bit back that they were going to be going public with like you know their stocks and their shares and stuff the day that they go public which I want to say was Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. The day they went public, as, as soon as the market opened, their share, uh, their stock price plummeted by 30% at opening. Jesus. At opening on the day that they went public. Why? Um, because, you know, I, I honestly think it has something to do with, like, people were holding them, you know, and, like, driving the, like, holding the price up. And, you know, people were buying, some people were buying in. And as soon as they went public, they just dumped and sold. Hmm. So it, it's just kind of funny because they're like, we're going public. And then as soon as they do that, they were trying to get into crypto and stuff like that. And like their their stock worth fucking. They thought it would be more profitable to go public. And end up being the opposite. It's not surprising, though. No, it's not. Nobody was shocked that this happened. Everyone saw it coming like as soon as they announced it. They're like, oh, my God, as soon as they go public, that's going to drop. Oh, look, another ad. I know, fucking fat-ass ads. Look at them, they're all smug cunts. Oh, I was talking about the one up top, but... Oh, this one? Yeah, this one's a massive fucking ad. I, this is what I hate about other about websites. Their ads are just enormous, and they take up, like, half of the page. Yeah. And it's like, look at me! And you're like, no. <laughs> I don't want to... I don't want to buy this fucking... Uh, Chewy, I don't want to buy this shit. Actually, yeah, I do want to buy this. I've been looking at buying this. Of course. Of course. It's all things that I've been looking at. A fucking invisible fence for the dog because he keeps running to the fence and at all hours of the day and night barking at the dogs next door. So I've been thinking about getting an invisible fence to kind of stop him from going to that spot. Oh. Because what he'll do is when we let him out, he'll piss and he's like looking at the fence past the shed because they have dogs over there too. And as soon as he's done, he'll sprint over to that fence, jump on the fence, and they'll start just going at it through the fence at each other because they can see each other. Even though that's a wooden fence, but it's all torn up because of how old, how old it is. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so, like, they go at it, and it, they'll do it at fucking 2 in the morning. They'll do it, like, at 6 in the morning. They'll do it, like, at 10 o'clock at night. It's just, And they'll do it throughout the day, and, and we have to go out there and get Todd to pull him back. Otherwise, he won't listen to you. So I want to get an electric fence and send him to fucking God every time he tries to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you want to see God today? Go ahead. Run over there, bitch. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love my dog, but he is a fucking pain in my ass sometimes. Ugh. <sighs> It was nice not having him though for a while. Wow! It was like getting it was like dropping kids off, and being ki- <laughs> it was like being kid free for like nine days. No barking. It was quiet. He had a good time though. We we sent him to a to a lady, who um, she took him for fucking several mile long walks and hikes and played with him all day every day. It was exactly what he needed, and like he was very calm and shit when I got him when I got him home. But he got used to the routine of playing throughout the day every day but because i'm in school and alicia's working we can't so he drives us nuts again i want to play i want to go for a ride i want to go for a long fucking walk again like dude we don't have we can't we can't do that you gotta wait he doesn't understand all right 
What? Oh, no. What? I believe we're just back at the beginning, right? Oh, no. It's, uh, here's, here's the problem, right? So the display capture is on the wrong display. So give me a second here. Um, capture method. Let's see. Display. Display two. Display three. There it is. Okay. We're good. Now I got because it, it was showing this screen down here. It was showing OBS. Good. Good. I it was with. I was wondering. I'm like, hmm, that doesn't look right. And before I started, and then I didn't <laughs> even think about it because <laughs> I'm stupid. But um. But yeah, we got it now. All right, so Unity CEO apologizes for calling developers fucking idiots and promises to do better. I bet, I bet he will. I bet he will. They always say that, like, we'll do better. You know, we kind of missed the mark on that, but uh, we'll do better next time. They won't. So John Ricitelio said that said his point wasn't about money, but about the importance of user feedback. Does that make sense to you? He immediately said in that fucking quote, if we read it earlier... That if you don't focus on monetization, making fucking money off of the product, you're a at fucking the idiot. Stage of a project, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's not about the money though. <laughs> oh Jesus! What a crock of shit. I know. So Unity CEO John Ricitelio did not make any new friends when he said last week that developers who don't consider monetization early in the process of making games are fucking idiots. His point was relatively innocuous. I, I, I read that. If you want to make money, you better think about how you're going to do it so that you don't accidentally annoy your players. But the wording was decidedly not great. Reacting to the immediate and entirely predictable backlash, <laughs> which it definitely is. You, you always know that when, when a CEO says some outlandish shit that's pretty much like talking, it's like punching down to like the people under him. And and the player base, it is always going to be met with negative negativity. Oh yeah, of and course. backlash. And it's like as soon as he said, it, like, well, that's gonna go well. Can't wait to talk about that on the podcast. Good lord! As soon as I saw that he said that, I'm like, this is gonna be a news article for sure. So, um, Ristatelio dismissed reports of his statement as clickbait and out of context. Although he added that he was deeply sorry if if what I said offended any game dev. This didn't help very much. Several responses to his tweet noted that saying sorry if people were offended isn't really the same as being sorry for what was said, which is true. Yeah, very. Perhaps with that in mind, Ristatelio posted a more robust apology over the weekend, saying that he is listening to criticism and will do better. What do you got to say, dude? To our friends in the union community, I owe you this. So he says, I want to talk about both what I said in the interview and my follow-up tweet. I'm going to start off with an apology. My word choice was crude. I am sorry. I am listening, and I will do better. What I can do, perhaps, is provide more on what I was thinking when I did the interview, what I would have said if I had taken greater care. First, I have great respect for game developers. The work they do is amazing. The creativity in their incredible are, is incredible, whether on a AAA console, mobile, or indie game designed to be played by millions or a creative project, a game made by just the sheer joy of it. Second, one thing I have seen is that most game de devs work incredibly hard and want people to play their game to enjoy it. And when appropriate for players to engage deeply, 
for the game devs I have worked most closely with, there's often anxiety about whether players will love the game and appreciate all the work and love that went into making it. Third, sometimes all a game developer wants to do is have a handful of friends to enjoy the game. Art for art's sake and art for friends. Other than, others want player money to buy the game or game items so that they can make a living. Both of these motivations are noble. Fourth, I was trying to say that and say and clearly failed at saying is that there are better ways for game developers to get an early read on what players think of their game, to learn from their feedback, and if the developer wants to adjust the game based on this feedback. It's a choice to listen to listen and act or just to listen. Again, both are very valid, uh, very valid choices. If I had been smarter in choosing my words, I would have said just this. We're working to provide developers with tools so they can better understand what their players think. And it's up to them to act or not based on this feedback. All right. His response to this is not at all what he fucking said. Like, it's like, I didn't mean to be so crude. It's like, you called developers fucking idiots. I'm like, that's, you don't just say that. Oh, yeah, and especially when you were talking about in the way that they do, like, make money. It was specifically about, hey, if you don't figure out how you're going to, and I'm going to embellish this a bit, but how you're going to fucking exploit the player base for their money, then you're fucking idiots. Like, that. that's such a problem. Because it, cause it, for me, at least, he didn't say, like, because otherwise, like he said, he would have articulated it better. If he's like, hey, you need to find out how you're going to make your money through this game if you're gonna make it free to play are you gonna have like a market right are you are you just gonna sell it at full price and then not have like monetization or microtransactions right you know Mm -hmm. those things yes are important decisions to make early in your process that's not wrong right if you're gonna make a big ass like fucking masterpiece of a game and then say hey here's the selling price and then just sell it and have that generate your profit fine right that is good to know early in in what you're doing because that will shape how you're doing everything but what that's saying is you need to find out how you're going to make me money or you're fucking stupid. Like, so that's he, a problem. He could have, and, and this is me, and I know I'm not the fucking most educated person in the world, but, like, if you wanted to drive that point across, the thing that he could have said, especially as a professional, as a CEO, he said, he could have said, like, if developers aren't focusing on, you know, if they're, if they're not, not focusing, but if they're not... Um, putting monetization into consideration early in the development stage, then they're um, not take, they're not um, procedurally taking the necessary steps at their development, like to consider whether or not that this would be a good idea or not. Right. Instead, we said, if they're not considering monetization early in their, in their development cycle, they're fucking idiots. Like, it's just like, no, that's like something I would say, like if, if you are, uh, you know, if you're if you're not considering you're whether not, or not your players are going to like your game or not. I was going to say, if you're not cleaning out the shithole and you're just pouring bleach in there, you're fucking idiots. Yeah, like, if you're, if you're just pouring chemicals into the shit pit, like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, that's, like, some shit you'd say to, like, your brand-new private. But if you're a fucking CEO and you're talking about, like, the, the consideration of putting monetization into a game early in development... Yeah, and you're talking to the people who literally make your... Right. Instead of calling them fucking idiots, you could say, like, just what I said, if you're not considering monetization, whether or not you want to put it into your game early in the stage of development, then you're, uh, how about this? If you're not considering taking those steps early in the stages of development to put monetization in the game, then you are, um, oh, wow, I completely forgot the thought I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, simple things like just, like, you're not setting yourself up for success. You're setting yourself up for failure. That's what I was going to say. Because 
you don't know what direction you're going in. Correct. Like, and that's fine. That th- I can agree with that because like I said before, are you doing a free to play? Are you doing like an MMO subscription? Are you doing just price of the game itself up front? You know, anything like that. But no, they won't they won't tell you any of that shit. But because that's not what he was getting at. What he was getting at was you need to consider how we're going to make money or you're a fucking idiot. Exactly. That's, that's why. And also, too, these CEOs are so out of fucking touch. Like, that's why I'm kind of assuming the worst out of them is because it's like, let's be honest. When was the last time that we saw a CEO of a big fucking gaming company sit there and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm trying to do something nice? Because the really funny part is there's a lot of the gaming companies that are doing really well. You don't hear stuff like this coming from them, right? No. Like, like I said, this is just like the really shitty companies are kind of like showing their face. At least since I got on this, you know, doing the news with you here, I'm not seeing a bunch of these other fucking companies. And I hate to do it because I don't want to give credit to Nintendo. But like, I haven't heard about Nintendo CEO coming out and saying some like off the wall shit. And they're doing fairly well, at least in terms of business. You know what I mean? But but when you, it comes to business practices, on the other hand, different, it is but, different. But at the same time, they aren't saying shit like this. Yeah, exactly. Same with like From Software. Like they're doing very well right now. You don't see them saying some off the wall shit. You know what I mean? But if you look at like a lot of the places who aren't making good games right now, wow, Activision Blizzard. You guys. You I guys, also noticed that now that you say this, Nintendo also doesn't have aside from business practice controversy. They don't have like. Scandal. workplace scandals yeah in, in when was the last time you heard of about a from software like workplace scandal never almost i don't never. think i never heard of I've it never heard of it from them i've never really heard of it from nintendo i'm sure there is it's just probably not or it's probably actually handled so there's not much to report because no one likes to put up a report random worker 27 you know sexually harassed other worker and was fired promptly on monday morning like it's no story in that there's no story in that so you don't hear about shit like that which admittedly i understand but also too you know but you don't hear about these ongoing long scandals of ex- of you know, you know exploiting the company, manipulating the people. You, you know I haven't heard of Nintendo. Granted, I don't know the situation on these things, so don't quote me too like in depth here. But like I'm not hearing about Nintendo or From Software or some like some of the companies that are actually like on top of their shit. You know what I mean? Sitting here like threatening their employees that don't you fucking join a union or so help me God it'll get worse. Like we will make it hard for you if you join the union. Like fucking Christ. Like, you know, like that's some like sketchy shit that I'm seeing and and I'm seeing it out of the companies that produce shitty games. Like, I'm sorry, but like simple things like when Ubisoft was complaining that Elden Ring was too successful. Like, who the fuck is gonna complain about, hey man, I really don't like that game because they made games better than we do, and it's so apparent that I have to say something about it. Like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, I like, know. Fuck, man. Like, fucking Ubisoft. And fuck. Ubisoft has just as many sex scandals and fucking other shit going on in their fucking company. And they, the thing is, they're never handled. And a lot of people have actually brought that up. I think we've even brought it up, too. How we, it's ha- like, we have, but the issue is, is that Activision and Blizzard is so much bigger in terms of their issues and their problems. Like I said, these people's poor legal departments. Like, the turnover rate for their legal department <laughs> must be fucking immense. Coming to work on your first day of Monday morning, get handed like a huge ass stack of papers, and they're all what's, like, and you're like, "What's this? This uh, is all of the lawsuits they're facing right now that you got to handle." Like, what? I just got, I just passed I, the bar. I am leaving. <laughs> I just passed the bar exam. Why do I have to do this now? 
So Rissatelio said at this point, what his point wasn't to emphasize a focus on grinding money, but that there are better ways for game developers to get an early read on what players think for their game. Wow, why was that your first defensive point? Immediately, I wasn't talking about exploiting it wasn't, people. It's, as Dutch says in Red Dead, we need more money. Um, <laughs> I was going to say South Park. We need more money. Money, money, money. So for developers money. looking to make money on their work, that includes monetization process. Which I think is a, f- <laughs> I'm just <it's> still. <laughs> Which I think is a fair position to take. As EA learned the hard way, clumsy monetization can spark a nasty blowback. We're going to talk about this. Is about Battlefront Two. I guarantee it. Oh, fantastic! Clumsy monetization could spark nasty blowback, and consumers are more aware of and sensitive to aggressive monetization tactics than ever before. Maybe if Act Blizzard actually took that, Act Blizzard, that's fantastic. If Act Blizzard like, actually fucking, you know heed those words towards Diablo Immortal, then Diablo Immortal wouldn't be what it is right now. But they think it's successful. How they gauge success versus how successful it actually is. They gauge their success off of fucking numbers of downloads versus consumer reception. Oh, no, definitely. Definitely. Which, like, this is the most successful game we've ever had. Like, no, it's not. Have you read what people are saying about it? Do you know that like 95% of your player base is not having fun anymore? And they hate it. And they hate it. But because the, everybody fucking downloaded it just to see because they want a Diablo game, you're gauging that as successful. Oh, yeah, of course. They are so out of touch. It's fucking sickening. So the reaction to this apology seems a little more measured. The bulk of the criticism and reply tweets seemed focused not on last week's interview, but on Unity's controversial merger with Iron Source, which was announced just a couple of weeks after Unity laid off hundreds of employees as part of an effort to realign resources. Which, guess what? That's a good segue into this one. <laughs> what a good segue. Man, I'm good about putting fucking articles together, bro. Just saying. Yeah, he's over there just fucking. I'm just over here stroking fucking stroking himself. my own cock. It's it's great. Jesus, it's fucking great, dude. And we don't call us the blacklisted gaming podcast for fucking nothing, dude. Oh yeah, I, you're right. We haven't been living up to our name. There hasn't been enough porn lately. There has not been enough fucking porn lately. I kind of, you know what? I should find some fucked up. You know when we get, when we do rabbit hole episode. Oh no. That's uh, you I know what? So, that should be our next episode, I, rabbit hole. I was so excited about the rabbit hole episodes because it would just be us fucking having a bit of a good time, a little less news, and just more about us like going down some of the rabbit holes that we've talked about. We should get drunk. That we, oh, we should get fucking blitzed. But um, but it's just the idea. Only thing is, I don't have a place for you to crash because I got rid of the bed. It's not the other. The spare bedroom is no longer a bedroom. Damn. I mean, there's a mattress over there. I could lay it on the floor in the basement I mean, for you. I mean, I could just bring Keisha, and she'll drive me home. Just get absolutely fucking annihilated. I, I'm, I, we, we're going to do a rabbit hole episode. And I was so excited about that rabbit hole episode. We could talk about some of the fucked up shit that we've talked about before, like in smaller segments. And now he's just like, I'm going to find the most disgusting, fucked up, vomit-inducing fucking pornography I can find. That's half the fun, though. It's going to be some dude, like, sodomizing himself on a fucking light dude, pole. Dude, like, the shocking shit that I can find on the internet is half the fun of having, well, it's, it's of not, doing this. <laughs> it's not even, like, that, oh, my God, shocking. It's just because it's, like, I, he's really making me watch this. I will still never forget the very first time that it happened. It was, like, the fucking, fucking a corn cob. The corn cob video? Oh, my God. The infamous corn cob? Well, well, I was, I was nervous about it because it wasn't, like, some of the other porn that you'd shown me here trying to gross me out. It was like, it started off looking like a normal porno. Like, 
you know, hurt it's his like fucking, the shit that you like when you like, were younger, you and your friends like fucking hid in the basement and watched it and you all fucking whacked it off in the corner. Well, it was just weird because like at first, like when I when I looked at like some of the other videos, like they were immediately fucked up. It's like as soon as I saw the um, two girls, one cup, the fucking uh, the pickle jar thing, like you already know what those videos are. And even if you didn't watch them before, immediately seeing the beginning of the video, you immediately know it's going to be something fucked up and stupid. But, like, that one porno that you showed me, I wasn't ready for it because I was like, uh, Brock, why the fuck are you showing me porn? Like, why are we watching porn right now? Because You just... even said you were like, like, listen, man, we're friends and all, and like, I just like, met we're, you, we're but I don't think we're that, we're I don't think we're that, that close. close. <laughs> and then it immediately devolved into, like, oh, there's a corn cob. I was like, okay, like, she's being a little weird with it, but, like, but why? And then it would just, like, immediately took a fucking jump off the cliff like <laughs> it took a turn that <laughs> you did not expect i was i still have the question and it will always be there where did she get more poop like she full she took a full shit in that in that fucking video she took several shits and then in that there video. was like a whole nother like pile of shit that came out of nowhere i'm like when did you do this <laughs> i i feel like that she like she did like a massive gorge fest for days and or, just held it. No, my, my theory was, is that like, or like to set it up, they had like a little like <laughs> plate of like poop or something to like add into it to just like add effect. I don't know. Where was the plate? I don't know. But like, where did the poop come from? Cause that was a small girl. It wasn't like she had that much poop and she took several full shits. And I think, then later on there was just more shit. I think, uh, I honestly think that like, at first, when I when you said the plate of poop thing, I thought you were going to say that they just brought out a plate of poop and then they, like shoved it up her ass. No, no, no. That's not what I was assuming. Even though a fecal transplant is a real thing. I don't, I don't want to stop. Me and Alicia talked about this on the hike. I, I know. What, uh... I was like, did you know that a poop transplant is real? She's like, yeah. I... <laughs> and I was like, these are conversations that we had because I, I had a shit really bad. I'm like, did you know a poop transplant is a real thing? She's like, yeah. Yeah, no, no, me and you, I believe, had a conversation about that one time, too. I'm because, sure we did, you're because you're a, we, you're a fucking medical we, practitioner we, we, we in a way. We, we talked about it because it's used to put bacteria, like, especially if someone's had, like, really bad either diarrhea or really bad infections where they've had to, essentially, where they've had to, like, kill, like, everything in the intestines. So there's no, like, bacteria to help you break down your, your fucking food. Um, that yes, they do a poop transplant to put in more good bacteria. C. diff is a good example. C. diff is like a fucking bacterial infection of the of the large intestine. I want to say, mm-hmm. and they usually treat it with antibiotics. And if that doesn't work, they have to do a poop transplant. I only know this because my ex's dad had it twice. He was like, it was like he's like, it feels like I have to f- poop all the time, but it's like when I try it, nothing comes out. And I was like. And there's been a few times where I'm like, did I? And it's super contagious too. I know. Like I just, I, I was like, so I'm like, I even a, told him like, so you had someone else's poop in your body? <laughs> like, like that's just exactly. I was like, like, do you need a donor? Spe- spe- <laughs> speaking <laughs> as someone who's a semi-medical professional who's been in medicine and seen some stupid shit, like, there's not a lot of things about like medicine that really bother me. Like, you know, I've seen. You know, blood, gore, I've seen shit, piss, I've seen fucked up dicks, fucked up pussies. I've seen a lot of things that a measly five... Listen, man, I know we're friends and all, but... A measly five years ago, I'd have been like, oh my god. But, like, there's something about talking about that and just just thinking about, like, oh, like, well, what if that happens to you, right? It's just, like, like, just imagine, even, like, I don't care how how much about medicine you know, 
but just like sitting in the doctor's office, they're like, all right, we've run out of options. We're doing a poop transplant. And you're like, hold on, wait, what? Yes, I'm going to take this dude's poop over here, and I'm going to put it in your body. And you're like, uh, like hell you are. <laughs> like, See, it's, it's funny that you say this. I feel like that would bother the fuck out of me. Like, hey, we're doing a poop transplant. No, you're not. <laughs> how many conversations, like, it, it, how many conversations like this where it's like something that's never been done before, and they decide to try on a whim? Same with food. We went to the aquarium. And we saw these fucking Japanese f- crabs, and these yeah. things were—they look like king crab, but they were—they were Japanese they're, spider crabs. Oh, spider word. crabs, gotcha. The massive, fucking creepy-looking ones. Yeah, yeah. And if you really think about it, lobsters and crabs are sea, are ocean bugs. Uh, well, I mean, they're crustaceans. It's different than so, most bugs. But, but yes, but crustaceans, like honestly, like oh, side, the side, closest relative. Side note. Pill bugs, like the like the roly polies, mm-hmm. they're crustaceans. Yes, I know. I I did not know that for a long time. This isn't like a new discovery for me, but like because they're not insects, but they are they're crustaceans. Yeah, they're crustaceans, and they've been around since the fucking dinosaur age. Yeah, bro. They, they're old as fuck. Another one is everyone knows this one, but every, another one is like the horseshoe crab. Shit's like three million years old, like three hundred million horseshoe years. crab. Isn't that the one that looks like a stingray kind of? No, 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 no. Here, I got, I got you. But, like, we were in the aquarium, we were talking about, like, I think it was, like, saying something that lobsters are actually more closely related to cockroaches than anything else. Really? I don't know about that. Let's look. Good thing about the fucking power of the internet is that um, I have what's called a computer with internet. That's the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life. Are lobsters related to to, wow, that's weird. First thing. While people often call lobsters the cockroaches of the sea, lobsters are not very closely related to cockroaches. So I was wrong. While yeah. both are invertebrates with uh, very uh, distant common ancestors, they have evolved in different ways over millions of years. Yeah, no. So Are lobsters bugs? No, they're not. Bugs only have uh, three body segments and um, six legs. I don't care what anyone says. They're fucking water bugs. I mean, that's fine. Um, but but here's the thing. The point I was trying to get at, like stuff like oysters, yeah. lobsters. Horseshoe crab. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. I didn't know if that was what you're talking about. Yeah, they're like 300 million years older. Yeah, they're than so trees. old. And you could, you could see like in, in fossils and shit from the prehistoric era. Like you could see. They, they've almost not changed. They've never changed. They, they, they maybe like, have gotten they, smaller. They've gotten bigger and smaller depending on the time and the, how much food was available at the time. But they've never changed. But yeah, they look they the same. exact this fucking same. Yeah. I mean, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Like, it's like, think about it in terms of like how perfect you have to be for your environment. Because there's only like a couple of environments that, that, that they could be in. And I know horseshoe crabs are like deep sea dwelling animals, you know. But they often come to shore. Yeah, but, like, it's the idea that, like, it's insane because if you look at, like, how often things change, right? They change out of necessity. Yeah, and it's, like, a simple thing um, for, a, for a long time. Um, we'll take an example of uh, uh, English longbowmen. Okay, weird, weird subject change, I know. But if you look at the right arm... And the left arm of the English longbowmen, the left arm of those of those men, even in their skeletons, were bigger and stronger than their right arm because of how much pressure they were putting on it to fire these bows for things like war. That is one thing in one change in a few generations where you could physically see a difference. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Times that by like, we'll say 10 generations. You'll have a genetic difference by then, a small one, but you would have a difference in a population by then, right? Or a simple thing of, you know, in the next couple generations, let's say your family started off and towards the equator and you go up towards Europe, even if you have the same genetic population, you're, you're, you change and you start getting lighter skin tones, right? But to think that you are so perfectly adapted to your environment that over, like, you know, 800 million years... You've you, never had a change. You've never changed. Maybe, Except maybe in size. Maybe in size just because, again, the availability of food. But your features haven't changed. Your eyes are, you know, assuming coloration has barely changed as well. Like, that's insane. That's some fucked up, like... How did you get there? Bullshit. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Because if you look at how many other animals between now and then that have come into existence and died out, and you haven't changed at all, you're still there. Just everything's fine. Like there's so the conversation that me and Alicia had was uh, looking at some of these things and and they're considered like delicacies and like food sources. Like you think of like crabs, lobsters, and stuff. Who thought? Who was like? And, and I've always said this. The reason why most of our, you know, things that we put in food are only there because someone was starving and figured out and was desperate enough to try it and it worked out. Yeah. Like same with like mushrooms and stuff. Like how many times did somebody eat the the wrong fucking berry or wrong mushroom before they were like, I'm so hungry I will eat anything. And then they were just like their buddies were eating things and dying and then they somebody ate something else and didn't die. And they're like, oh, noted. (laughs) <laughs> you know <laughs> same with like like the puffer there's a puffer fish that like yeah if you carve it just right you can totally eat it but if you fuck up a little bit it'll kill you same it's like, there's another shark where there's a, there's a shark where you can eat the fin only if it's smoked for a certain amount of time so first of all we're going to cover right now if you're eating shark fins you're going to hell because no one loves you no one will ever love you and no one has ever loved you yeah the fact that you're going to kill an animal and eat it is fine. I'm okay with that. If you eat the animal, if you actually use the animal. But cutting off the fins of the shark to eat them... It, that's fucked it up. It's wasteful and fucked up. But the, the reason why I'm so mad about it is because I could make you some broth, right? Make a soup, spice it, do whatever. You would never know if there was shark fin in it because shark fins don't have a taste. That's true. But but the reason why what the point I was getting at was pissed about I that is I am too oh don't worry I am too I'm just saying that like most of the things that people have discovered you can eat was surely out of desperation wild and yeah it is out of desperation it has to be there's no because who who looks at a fucking at some of the crazy and some of it doesn't even taste good and it's just like but you can eat it how did and like the only reason why people have figured out you can eat it is because somebody was desperate enough to fucking eat it or it's like sea urchins. You know, the things that are just balls of spikes. Yeah. Like, that's all Think, they are. It, it literally looking at it, it's like, don't eat me. And yeah, then if someone's like, I have to or I'll die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, listen, man, I'm out of options. Like, it's just insane. Like, there's some things that totally make sense. Like, oh, you see other animals hunt down animals. So you're hungry. You're going to hunt down an animal. Right. Cool. Makes that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, something like a sea urchin or like a clam. They had. The, it, Who the fuck looked at a, a closed clam shell and thought, yeah, I'm willing I'll see to see if I can eat this. I'm willing to bet it was somebody that was stranded somewhere very remote where there was no way to grow food, no food source anywhere, and, and, and that he, was the fucking first thing they saw. And when he got back, he 
kept eating them, and everyone's like, what are you doing? You can eat these. <laughs> Did you know you could eat this fucking spike ball? If you, like, if you stab it with a spear and oh then you, my, and oh you delicately God. cut it apart, you can, you can eat this, this ball of fucking like, eight-foot-long needles and shit. And I was just like... It's just insane, yeah. And then same with, like, crustaceans and stuff. It's like it's a shellfish. Because you know at some point someone tried to eat it and fucked it up and just realized that it was hard and said, fuck that. Or got not. super sick and died. Or or died, yeah. Or it got, like, pinched or something. They said, yeah, fuck that. I'm not eating it. It's like, how did they figure out that the crab leg is the only really part of the, of the crab that you should eat? Yeah, I don't know. Or, like... Trial who, and error, bro. Or, like, also, too, I want to figure out who the fuck realized that you can eat snails and said, yeah, I'm cool with that. Like, <laughs> like I said, someone was starving. Most of, most of these fucking things that people consider delicacies are definitely like the origin of why you were eating them now is because someone was fucking desperate and hungry enough to just, to just if, if fuck it, if I don't do it, I'm going to die anyway. And if I get sick and die off of it, then good. And that means my suffering is over. Right, right. And but if like, I survive, great. Then I could keep doing this until I'm found. Exactly. Like It's just there's some wild shit. Even stuff with like... uh. With, like, medicine is fucking insane. So there was a thing that... Um, Piss on my feet to get the athlete's foot off. I don't, I'm don't. i willing to try anything. Just pee on me. <laughs> That's fucking... It sounds like... Uh, well, who thought of pissing on the jellyfish thing? Someone uh, that... that we don't work. have... That doesn't work. Uh, well, someone fucking came up with it. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> I never said it did. But I'm sure somebody was just like, hey, my sting doesn't hurt that much anymore if, after you peed on me. Oh, Jesus. Um, uh, that just might have been like an R. Kelly wannabe who you know had a jellyfish. You know what does work? It. Pissing on your athlete's foot. Uh, I I don't want to know that. I'm not even lying, dude. If you're in, if you have athlete's foot and you're in the shower, you piss on your feet and it helps. It really does. Don't know why, but it does. It might be a placebo effect. I don't know. I think it's a placebo effect because I don't know about that. But um, but yeah, like for like medical procedures, there's these ones where like people what they'll do is for like brain surgery to relieve the pressure. Um, they can drill, um, sure, you can just drill a hole, like, relieve some of the pressure, but you can actually cut out a portion of the skull and to keep from having to give people prosthetics for the skull, because that's a hard one, you know what I mean? What they do is they just cut out that bit of your skull and they'll place it in your stomach, not in your stomach, like with the acid. To keep blood it, flow. But they'll place it in the abdomen. Someone along the line found out that if you cut out a fucking disc out of the fucking skull, to like either really pressure to help with infection, whatever you're doing, right? And then you put it in the adipose tissue in the fucking abdominal wall. Your body keeps that bone alive. And then, just, I, and then I, later on, they when you're ready for it, you know, obviously for the medic for you know, medically when you're ready to put that back on, they can then make an incision, get the the skull bone out of your fucking abdomen. And then put it back, and then obviously cast it up. You go through another healing process, and your body will reattach the fucking bone. I've heard of something like this being done. Fucking insane. Because it's like, does it make sense in terms of like now that I have all that scientific understanding of what's going on? Yeah, you know, sure, it makes total sense. But who started this? But it's like, but if you were to tell anybody, even smart people, like you know, a hundred years ago, hey, you know, if if I cut this out of your head, one, you won't die immediately, but <laughs> but two. I can put it in your body and your body will keep it alive and we can put it back on when we're ready. Who the fuck thought of that? Did burn the witch. <laughs> like seriously though, it's because it's like, that means that we had someone who was doing a procedure. Maybe this was a life altering last, you know, long shot fucking last chance to keep you alive kind of deal. And the guy said, yeah, fuck it. Try it. 
He said, okay, cool, we're going to take this bit out of here. And then someone along the line after doing that with hey, multiple patients. put that patients, in the stomach. They just said, eh, fuck it. Sliced open the, the abdomen and just said, whoop, uh, keep that shit warm. Like, it's just, what the fuck? Like, who would have thought of that? I don't know. Like, it's just, I've seen similar things happen with people who have, like, reattached parts of their hand or something. Yeah. And their hand gets stitched to their fucking, um, their side. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll make an incision and they'll, like, put, put it in the body and then stitch the, the hand closed under that skin so you can't, like, move it. And then eventually when they're ready, they'll just say, okay, cool. I know. Don't touch you fucking say it, Brock. What? Anyway, nothing. Um, I, th- I thought you were going to say, get closer to the microphone. I understand, but talking. Oh, I was listening to you. Oh, and like, you know, they like just like sew it to like your side or like, you know, th- sometimes the upper leg. And they just say, okay, cool. We're going to leave that shit in there till it's done cooking. <laughs> and then eventually they take it out and you got like, you know, more uh, ability to use your hand. I was like, that's insane. Who, who, who's like, yeah, just do it. It's fine. I've, and more yeah. importantly, who was the nurse or other people working on this guy who said, yeah, fuck it. Let's just go with it. Just go roll with it. Let's go. Like I said, think like things that we do now, do now as practice or as like a delicacy, we're all origins out of desperation to oh, make something out oh, of de- nothing. Oh, oh, definitely. It's fucking, it's like the same thing with like uh, penicillin. Oh yeah. Someone yeah. took some fucking moss or some shit. It was mold. Mold, mold. That's yeah, what it was. T- so he put in an experiment and I know a lot of people do know this now, but like he took an experiment. You know, with bacteria, just normal stuff, accidentally left it out, right? And didn't clean it, didn't disinfect it. Mold grew on it, and he realized that the mold killed the bacteria and said, fuck it, we can give this to people. Like, eventually, it ramped up to, we can give this to people to kill their bacteria. That's hurting them. And thus, you know, a huge medical boom fucking happened. It's like, that that literally happened because one dude didn't follow cleaning procedures, and then like, he, he just made a discovery. Made a, made a huge fucking discovery that literally changed the face of the planet. Yeah, it changed, was just, the, changed medicine forever. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, well, hmm, shit. Okay. But, <laughs> like, it's fucking insane. It, it's nuts. Yeah. All right. That was a long segue. Let's yes. keep going. This is not the rabbit hole episode. No, it's not. So Unity merges with Iron Source, faces backlash and criticism from the gaming community. The mobile game engine is going deeper into controversy, deep inside. So Unity, a well-known name for mobile gamers, is now facing backlash over a certain... Let me bump this up a bit. Um, is facing backlash over certain recent changes. They have been a popular game engine for the development of mobile games for quite some time. Last month, Unity decided to lay off 4% of their workforce, pushing hundreds of employees into unemployment, a move which attracted quite a bit of fire or ire. I thought that said fire. Brock, it, Brock still can't read. Now, hang on. The F is close to ire. And who says ire? Um, this. Yeah, whatever. So now Unity announced their merger <laughs> with Iron Source, a deal costing them above $4 billion and is facing backlash. Before getting into criticism, uh, it is worth reading the official report from the item from them as it shows exactly what's wrong. So the merger is a perfect example of another corporation blinded by profit. The entire report reads like something that would make a top-level executive with millions in the bank get hungry for even more profits, and it's as, as if Unity is now blinded by corporate greed. When introducing Iron Source, they, they said, if you don't know Iron Source, they bring a proven record of helping creators focus on what creators do best, bringing great apps and user experiences to life while enabling business expansion in the app economy. 
So here's some tweets. Uni lays off hundreds of people with a multi-billion dollar merger known with a known malware spreader. So it doesn't sound bad to the fact that Iron Source has been openly called out for creating malware came to the surface. Installcore, one of their projects, is listed as an official threat to your PC, while PC Gamer also reported that they created fake installers. So let's see. Mer- uh, Unity is merging with a company best known for its malware delivery system, so pop- so popular that it has its own entries and virus total was blacklisted on Windows and, and Microsoft and was used to spread fake Flash installers through Equifax site. What? No, you missed that part. What? What do you mean? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> it's as if Unity, a big-name organization, didn't take the uh, onus to even do a basic background check on this organization while focusing on the question like, what if, it, what if that process was no longer? First create, then monetize. Yes, that's really how much they value profits. The entire blog post from Unity seems like a bunch of other terms uh, meant to somehow blanket many times they mention monetization. Oh, so we're back to the mon- So if you don't fucking make mon- if you don't focus on monetization, you're a fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. And these guys really took it to heart too. Yeah, they, they said, did. They said, All right, "We're not idiots." We're not idiots. It's not about the money, but it is about the money. So Unity faces backlash as they are called out and criticized for the merger. No one has been fooled here as their Twitter inboxes are filled with users of the engine and even outsiders constantly reminding people how Iron Source is well-known malware creator and spreader. With developers and players outraged, it should be interesting to see what comes out of this. Unity is still a big name, so maybe they won't face instant and searing heat. But there is some pushback from the community over the fact that they are associated with a corporation like Iron Source. Let's see what does this say. The funniest part about the Iron about Iron Source also owns Supersonic Ltd, which is a company that churns out the uh, derivative, soulless, and inf- ad infested made in Unity shit, plaguing the App Store. So not only will this bile have Unity's logo on it, but it will practically have their seal of approval. So it says it's not every day that someone talks about ads and games. Um, makes you almost like microtransactions more. That being said, gamers probably definitely should not and uh, will would not and should not feel safe playing games developed by on an engine with such close affiliations to Iron Source. So they merged with a company that's known for making a malware yep. spreader and developer and the drivers to spread that malware. And now they're partnering, they're merging with that company and putting it into their game. So it's like, why would you partner with a fucking malware spreader company? Like, uh, yes, because money, because money. Yeah. Apparently it's going to make them a lot of money because it's malware. It's weird. It doesn't make sense. And then this is coming off the heels of the C former CEOs fucking calling devs fucking idiots for not. Um, uh, talking considering about monetization, monetization. And, then, the and then saying it's not about the money, but then do it. And then his company is, well, he's not, I don't think he's a CEO anymore, but then the company does exactly what he says that oh, it's not about the money, but then makes it about the money. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. So we're going to talk about Sony now. Sony acquires Bungie for $3.6 billion games, not PlayStation exclusive in the future. This is very strange. This is a new article and this is something that we talked about before. So let's talk about it. Sony successfully acquired Bungie in its recent dealings for $3.6 billion, but its SEC filing said that it is approximately in the, th- in the $3.7 billion price mark. Nevertheless, the deal went through, 
And both companies announced that Bungie is now joining the PlayStation, joining the PlayStation under its games development and features with a promise that the future games would not be exclusives to PlayStation. I know that was actually a thing that people were wondering because uh, Destiny is a multi-platform, like it's a cross-play game yeah. on multiple platforms. It's not exclusive to anything. Yeah. It's also very strange that Bungie used to be Microsoft exclusive when Halo first came out, and now Sony owns it. Yeah. And we did a big flip-flop here. Yeah, definitely. And now Microsoft owns the Crash Bandicoot series. Yeah, which is so fucking weird. Like We it's... just did a fucking like Pokemon trade here. Yeah, 100%. All right, so the play, uh, PlayStation's recent announcement via Twitter made the news official and that it is as Bungie is joining the company for its games development and entirely of its gaming studio, entirety of its gaming studio. So now Bungie is joining the company and as well as all of their development. So that means that the Destiny franchise is coming to PlayStation. And it's one of the most prominent games on the PS5 amongst the public. What do you mean it's coming to PlayStation? It's been there. Okay. I don't get that. Destiny's coming to PlayStation. Destiny's always been on PlayStation. What do you mean? The official acquisition price said that the company sold its entirety for $3.6 billion, but the SEC fi uh, filing regarding the deal said last week, well, we already said this. So Bungie games would not be PlayStation exclusives. Bungie is bringing its business to Sony Inter Interactive Entertainment, and the company also confirmed this via its blog post earlier today. It's in... In its 31 years in the gaming industry, the magic is now coming to PlayStation to co-develop games and bring new features to the world, something that gamers would soon experience from the... From the whoa, whoa, whoa. That whole fucking article moved. Did you see that? Uh, would soon experience from them. The gaming company said that it would be publishing and creating games independently, and that means the company would not bring its games as a PS as PlayStation exclusives in the release. So games for the PC and Xbox will continue to see development and releases from Bungie despite being under PlayStation's wing. PlayStation and Bungie. PlayStation is one of the most prominent video game companies in the world, and it's famous for bringing the gaming console that brought the world endless entertainment hours and features to enjoy. Sony's PlayStation 5 is the latest gaming console in the market and hardest to get. Um, and will turn two years old in November this year with its sales significantly dropping in Japan. It is wild that the PS5 is two years old now, and yeah. people are still having a hard time getting it. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I didn't get jump on the train of, well, wait, because I never would have gotten one. Yeah. Like, my buddy Tony, he just got one last week. It's so weird that it's so hard to get, though. I still don't understand why there's that issue. Uh, scalpers, like the fucking dude that gave me my fucking phone. <laughs> Asshole. All right, so it's still one of the most prominent gaming consoles in the world as one of its only competition is the Xbox Series console that came from the famous American company, Microsoft. Is it famous? I don't know. Sony's development for the PlayStation pushed it to being its dedicated in-zone gaming peripherals that bring monitors for the world to use dedicated to the PS5. What? Hmm. So... Sony is developing specific gaming monitors for the PS5? I guess. I did not know that. Many ventures come into Sony during this time, including the acquisition it recently had with Bungie, now on board with the company's gaming department and focus. However, this is not an exclusive deal for Bungie's future releases, especially with the prominent games the, uh, the developer brings into the world, including that of Destiny's franchise. 
And that was it for that one. Interesting, yeah? This one's not very interesting. I'm upset about this one. Oh, yeah. I'm, a lot of people are bummed out. We're going to talk about Skate 4. Skate 4. So alongside Full Circle revealing that Skate 4 is officially called Skate, the studio confirmed that it will be a free-to-play on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Furthermore, it will also have cross-play and cross-progression support. The news was shared via Full Circle's The Boardroom Update, and the team confirmed that Skate... Why is there a period there? Well, confirmed that Skate will take place in San <laughs> Vansterdam, which is a sister city sorts of Skate and Skate 2's uh, San Vanalona. It also explained why it chose to go with the name Skate, as opposed to Skate 4, saying that this is not a sequel, reboot, or remake, but a new platform that will be built on, built upon for years to come. This means fans shouldn't expect Skate 5 or 10, but should instead look forward to a skateboarding game that will continue to evolve for a very long time. As they put it, it is Skate, period. Now, here's what I have an issue with. What's that? How many games can you think of where that model works? Where they have one game, instead of sequels, they just have one live service game that just continues on and on and on. I mean, in their defense, it kind of happened with GTA V. It did, but um, but that's very like an it's that's an anomaly thing because GTA V had a story, but also had a multiplayer thing that was pretty much separate from it. And kept and it's only kept alive because it's very niche in the role playing world. Yeah, skate is all skating games are also very niche. But here's the thing: how many people are going to be on board with this live service thing? Oh, probably. And how often will they flesh out new content for it to keep it fresh and keep it going? Probably I guarantee not. you, probably not. Probably not. Because if it's one thing that I've learned from these live service games like this is that content that like the one thing that keeps it alive is a constant flow of content. And if you, and I know because it's going to be live service, they're going to monetize the fucking shit out of it. Oh yeah, of course. And any free to play game, unless it is something very, very, very simple, like candy crush is going to be monetized to fucking hell. Like it's bullshit because what every, every cosmetic Every new map, new area, every update is going to have to be behind some sort of paywall. Well, we're actually about to dive into that. I don't believe anything that I see here. Now, well, well, let's for the viewers' sake, let's talk about what this is. This part of the article says. So, Full Circle explained a bit more about the free-to-play model skate. It will implement, saying that the team laid down hard ground rules when designing how it will look in regards to microtransactions. The four rules they shared were as follows. No pay to win, no map areas locked behind a paywall, no paid loot boxes, no paid gameplay advantages. EA began recruiting playtesters for Skate in June, and the team talked about how it was a tough decision to allow players to see the game in a pre-pre-pre-alpha state. In the end, however, they want to build this game with the fans and get their feedback as early and as often as possible. I do kind of understand that. Like When your game is like even pre-alpha, like, do you really want to like? Well, here's the. Uh, this is the. This is it right here. What happened? 
See, this is why I said I didn't believe any of it. All right. <laughs> At Universal Orlando, oh we're testing the limits of vacation thrills. Sorry, homie. At Universal Orlando, we're testing the limits of vacation thrills. Mobby dog. God damn. What the fuck is happening? Why do I hear like 10 things? Oh, because it was playing here and in the window. Oh, okay. So here's what we're going to do, because I'm not going to fucking add, put this ad in. We're going to do this. We're going to turn you all the way the fuck down. And then we're going to turn you... We're here. We made it. <laughs> I made it. I cannot believe it. All right, so this is a long video, but we're going to skip ahead, because I want to see it. Remake or remap fresh new idea. Lally, come back. Off of that side, so we got DLC back integrated. Are we gonna show anything? Here it is. Hey, I'm happy to lend a hand. Yeah, so now that we've been playtesting with small. So this is like pre 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 alpha. Internal teams for about a year. We're ready to extend our. Obviously not polished at all. At all, like, and that's not their fault. No, I mean, but they wanted players to kind of see that they were working on it. Yeah. So please head on over to the skate presenting like because they're. Yeah, yeah. And soon a bunch of other players joined in, started building on top of it, took photos and shared it, and was super fun to watch. Um, this kind of information, just by seeing you play the game, allows us to um, introduce experiences that are fun. Alright, so you know what I think they were doing here? I think they were trying to earn, like, to reassure goodwill to the player base. Hmm. Here, we're going to show you an extremely early build of this game. Yeah. Right now, to show, to give you a base that, like... Whatever you get at release, we, there's no excuses to say that, like, oh, this is like a, you know how like they did with Battlefield, this is an early build of the game, when it absolutely was not. They're showing the player base right now, this is the early build of this game, to say, like, okay, now we know where you're at right now, and now we'll know when the game releases how much time you had in between then and now. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. If, if there's a game company, even though I'm skeptical, I hope I'm wrong, you know, but if you're going to show and like try to make a sense of accountability for yourself by showing this stuff, I'm not against that. Like, so and I'm on the same page with you. So part of me kind of does believe that they set these ground rules with the microtransactions to make sure that players weren't missing out on anything and there was no advantages. If anything, it's going to be just cosmetic shit. Right. Because everything else will be open for you to have. So who who knows? Like, will will they change? If they change their mind, note this, guys. If they change their mind, they said as of um, <laughs> July fourteenth that these would not be things. No pay to win. Map, no map areas locked behind a paywall. No loot boxes. No paid gameplay advantages. Well, oh, I noticed this. No paid loot boxes. Well, they, they could easily, like, I, I'm not against something. Like, if you're going to make, like, a loot box for, like, participate in this Don't event, ever let money be involved. Right. Participate in, like, this event, and then you can, like, win a loot box of, like, X amount of rarity, right, you know, for whatever you place in. Like, that's okay, because it's still free stuff that you're getting by playing the game, right? That's okay, but... So let's uh, see what else they had to say about this. So while for Full Circle won't be able to get everyone in this summer, it plans on letting a lot more players into the skate. Playtest. And why do they keep putting periods in stupid things? I think it's. Be I think that one is because skate. If you look, scroll up just a bit. Look oh, at his, it's look skate. At his shirt. It's got a period. Skate period. 
Oh my god, that's why. Okay, maybe there was a there was a couple of mistakes before, like typos, where it was like, um, plans on letting a lot more. Period. Players, <laughs> you know, so like there was mistakes. Before. So I wonder if it's a skate. Period. Yes. Got it. That that is why. So it plans on letting a lot more players into the skate play tests in the coming months. Skate was first announced by uh, Cuz Perry and Duran Chung in 2020's EA Play and gave skate fans who have been waiting ever since 2010 Skate 3. God damn. Really? Mm-hmm. Xbox 360. That was so long ago. For a new entry in the franchise, some great news. Skate currently has no release date, but the team promises it will become available as soon as it's ready. Smart move. I mean, that's the, I, again, I respect that. I'm not going to say smart move time. by not putting out a fucking release date. Because then everyone's going to see this and be like, and if they did, honestly, if they did set a release date and then they did the pre-pre-pre-alpha, then everyone would be like, how are you going to get that fucking polished out by this date? So then not release, putting out a release date saying it'll come out when it's ready. Smart. Because now you're building building hype along your development process versus the hype about the fully released game. And you're also being like honest with your players. Hey, Normally, we wouldn't show this because it's so early in the process mm-hmm. that, you know, it, what are you really going to get out of it? But also, too, like you said, that's them saying, hey, here's what we have. We'll, we'll release it when it's ready. Here's our ground rules for this. And we're putting this in a very open source medium so that way you all can see it and know about it. You know, so, like, I can respect those things. That's awesome. That That's communicating with the player base because now they're not going to be like, oh, it's going to be ready in fucking 2023, right? So I will say going into that topic, I was pretty uh, reluctant on on just like hearing about live. It's a live service free to play game. And immediately and and this just goes just goes to show where the games industry is right now when it comes to live service um, free to play games that it never it's never done right No, And like reading that, I'm like, man. All right. So you did bode more confidence in me with that on how you're going to handle this. We'll see what EA does. Yeah. Like at this point, it's like, so now we know that whatever happens to this game is not your fault. So don't cave into EA's bullshit. Don't do it at all. But you know what? You know what? Games should never have fucking put out a release date. They put out a release, uh, like a timeline, in uh, back in 2015 when they announced this game. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about any kind of game that gives you a long-term release date. Does anyone remember how Duke Nukem turned out? Which one? The newest one? The newest one. Yeah, everybody fucking hated it. it. And what happened? They put out a release. How long ago? How long did they, when they announced it? I think, if I remember right, they were in production or in development for like 12 years, 15 years. God damn. Obviously, it was going to be shit. Did they put out a release date for that? Like at the announcement? No, but but they said, hey get excited for the new Duke Nukem game. And then like, just like kept developing, kept developing, kept developing. And then it just looked like dog shit. And it was I honestly think that you should, like studios should be announcing new games and development, like, or some, a project they have about a year before they plan on releasing it or two and, years at and, least. And that's fine. You know, and, and like, that's fine, but, but like, not fucking five. But like when, whenever you're sitting there and you see a super long production cycle for something, it's one thing. And I'll even admit, it's one thing for, like, um, let's say tomorrow, Valve said, hey, we're going to start production again on a Left 4 Dead. Like a new or if game. Valve said, no, yeah, I'll do you one even better. If Valve came out and said, we're making Half-Life 3, 
Yeah, I would be even kind of okay with it. It's only going to pick up a project that you've not no, been hang, working no, on. No, hang on. Them saying that will already generate an immense amount of hype. I don't know why. I'm sorry, and I'm going to piss off everybody in the game. You don't like Half-Life, I, I know. No, no, it's not that I don't like it. It's like I, I, I played like Half-Life 2. I didn't play the original one. And, you know, I liked it, and I like some of those, you know, older uh, Valve games, but I just don't have such a love for it that I'm like, I need a Half-Life 3. Honestly, right now, I, I couldn't give a shit if they make another Half-Life. No, like, that that is for people who are into old retro PC gaming. And that's what they want. That's what they like. And it's fine because, you know, I have my own niche that I like. I don't know if it would generate the amount of profit that they would want at this point. No one would trust them to do it because Valve has not been making games for like the last 10 years. Now they've been selling them. Kind of. Steam? Mm-hmm. They've been, sell- they've been selling games. They've also just been... Like I don't, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if someone broke into Valve's offices one day and just said, "Holy shit, they're not making anything!" Like, yeah, like, we, know. we know, we can tell. Like they're not even set up to be like a game developer anymore. Like I don't know. It's just because you know it's bad when wow. tur- when Turtle Rock, you know, original creators of Left 4 Dead, said, "Cool, Valve, we're leaving because you're not making games." They said that, huh? That's well. That's do you? Why do you think they broke away from Valve and made Back for Blood? Yeah, it's yeah, because it makes they sense. it's because they wanted to make a game, because they were involved in the, the Left 4 Dead games. They sold the rights for Left 4 Dead to Valve, and then partnered with them to make it. But like, they said, "Cool, we're out of here," because Valve hasn't been doing anything. Valve hasn't done anything like for a long time. That's the problem with those kinds of games that, that Valve makes is like it's they're very few and far between and there's like literally like three titles, maybe one. There's not even three titles. There's the joke that Valve can't count to three. Oh, that's true. Because, you know, they made Left 4 Dead 1, Left 4 Dead 2. And then Back for Blood. No, they didn't make Back for Blood. Turtle Rock did that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Turtle Rock made Back for Blood. And then they made Half-Life 1, Half-Life 2. And then Half-Life Alex. Half-Life Alex, which is, it, it, people are like, that's a third installment. It does not fucking count. It's not Half-Life 3. There's it, no 3 behind well, it. Well, there's also no Half-Life 3, but also 2. I mean, one, Valve is a piece of shit for what they did for that. Fuck them. What? Fuck everyone in that process. What, for Alex? Yeah. Why? The, the reason why I say that, so they made a game, a VR game, as part of their Half-Life series that everybody and their fucking mom wanted to play, right? We just talked about how a lot of people do love it. Then you said it's going to be on VR. So now, to play your fucking game, you expect most people, during a time when not everyone has VR... To get VR platforms? So now I need to buy a $300 VR headset and your fucking game to play this. Go fuck yourself. It'd have been a little different if they said, hey, here's Half-Life Alex, VR compatible. Here's a, here's a VR compatible edition or a normal edition. Total respect for that. If they did that, I would have been fine. But they made a VR fucking game to their fucking beloved series, like fucking cunts. So, because they, so you're saying because they gate kept it around uh, VR only. Uh, Well, because it's like, I understand that that Valve is really interested a lot more in making technological advances in games than they are just about making straight up games, which I can respect. That's not a bad thing. But you have to understand the context behind. Hey, we want a game for this, right? This series, Left 4 Dead. Could you imagine if they made the next Left 4 Dead only VR? No one would play it. It's not just that. Even if a lot of people played it. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, sorry, Brock. You know, it looks like you don't have a VR headset. Go fuck yourself. Or you want to play my game? Go spend another $300 and then pay the $50, $60 price tag. Also, with Half-Life Alex, it was a very specific VR headset you had to get. Was it really? It was, uh, It was. I want to say, you couldn't just play with an Oculus. Really? You could, but it wasn't as good. It wasn't optimized for it. It, was, it wasn't optimized for it. Let me, let me, let me double check this. And the reason why I'm so mad about that is because that is a disgusting fucking business. Fuck. Disgusting fucking business practice. That's awful. You decided to put your beloved game series behind not just a paywall, which is fine because obviously you need to make money off your products. I'm not mad about that. So Half-Life Alex is a virtual reality game that supports all Steam VR compatible VR head- headsets, which include the Valve Index. Okay, so Here's that's what that's what people were saying. Um, when it came to it, uh, if I remember this pretty well, the Valve Index was the best VR headset for that game, mm-hmm. but it was compatible with all of them. Okay. However, the the Valve Index VR set, which was the one that was like it had like the integrations for like different all the fingers. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like the best VR headset that you could get for that game. It was like more optimized for that. It worked for all of them. It right, really right, did. Right. But like, so I was wrong about it being specific, but it was more optimized for one over the other. That's still a horrible fucking business practice though. Hey, you need to get a VR headset. Know that yes, VR is getting somewhat more popular, but it's still not mainstream. That's not what most people are gaming on. No, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, fuck dude. Are you, are you fucking serious? You put it behind a 300. 300- I really want to get a fucking VR though. I have, it is nice. It's it is fun. You know what I want to get? I want to get a VR fucking. I want to get like the best VR I can get, and then play fucking um, uh, what is it? Ace Combat, the new Ace Combat. Oh, I yeah. heard that game, that Ace Combat in a VR is fucking awesome. So there's uh, there's Ace Combat. There was um, After the Fall, which is really good. Um, there's that um, Walking Dead game there's a star wars one too really yeah nice. where you like you can pilot like oh, different sorry, fighters sorry sorry vader immortal yeah no the one i was thinking of was uh it was one by ea it was star wars squadrons oh okay and it was vr compatible where you basically you're fl- you're in a, it's a it was a flight simulator huh. but it was like a combat flight it was like ace combat but star wars oh okay so it was like you were in an x-wing and you had all the components and stuff that you can fuck with and you can fly and look around and shit and it was like you were a pilot in an x-wing that's kind of cool but and get and even better, guess this, get this. EA did it right. It was a free to play game with no zero microtransactions at all. I'm so proud of them. It's like they're actually trying to change. I know it was like, and it was it was crazy because it was a game that you didn't have to have VR to play, but it was better if you played on VR. And that and that and something like that, that's okay though. Like I could take that. Because, but they didn't do that with Half Life. And they didn't do that with Half Life because, like I said, if they if they made Half Life Alex and said, "Hey, here's a VR edition, and here's a normal edition." Shut up, Bixby. I said, Val- I said Valve sucks. Anyway. Dude, this Bixby thing is nuts because it knows what I'm... It, it fucking listens all the time, dude. Yeah. But no, it's just that 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 was my hate on it. This is that um, Valve is, is starting to get into some bad business practices and they, they're not even really developing games anymore. And that's why Half-Life Alex does not fucking count. No, it does not. Hang on, I got a weather alert. I'm trying to look at it, but for some reason my weather app isn't working. We got a storm coming, bro. We got a thunderstorm coming in. Severe thunderstorm watch from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. Jesus, fuck. What's the radar looking like? How close is this to us? 
Oh, shit. Is it here? No, it's not, but it's moving quick. Like, just in the last uh, hour. it's It started from western Wisconsin and has made its way, like, all the way to Madison, which is central Wisconsin. And it looks nasty. All right, so let's get into this next topic before a storm hits and we lose power and my computer fries. So we were, talking, we were just talking about overhyped games that didn't deliver. So since Cyberpunk 2077 launch, CDPR stock has fallen by 75%. So while Cyberpunk 2077 has been on the road to recovery since its launch in December 2020, God damn, two years now, the, game, the same cannot be said for the stock price of CDPR, which has now reached a grim milestone. The CDPR stock is now just 25% of what it was since right before Cyberpunk 2077 launched. A long, long fall for what was formerly the most valuable game publisher in Europe, because it was, like right before uh, Cyberpunk came out. The irony, of course, is that Cyberpunk was not given the adequate time it needed to finish its features and hunt down its wide collection of bugs and performance <laughs> issues by its ex- executives, who, after previous delays, refused to give the developers any further time, even though the game clearly needed at least another year in the oven. The then began a campaign which can only be described as deceptive, where reviewers were only given access to the PC version of the game and with one of the le- uh, least performance issues. While CDPR assured everyone that the game ran surprisingly well on last-gen consoles, which it absolutely did not. It was actually unplayable on last-gen consoles. That was quickly disproven at launch with the game nearly unplayable at the point where Sony took it off the PlayStation Store for six months because so many people were requesting refunds. Refunds which Sony did not offer at the time on digital games, but they had to make an exception for Cyberpunk. That's how bad that at was. At least they caved and, and were doing it. Like, well, you know a game is bad when fucking Sony is like, you know what? We're going to have to do we're, we're just taking it off the fucking like, market. We'll give the refunds. For and they took game. it off for fucking six months. It was, not, it was off the market. And I want to say it was off the market for six months until it became playable, mm-hmm. somewhat playable. And then the next gen re, uh, versions came out earlier this year. So everyone's like, oh, cool, the, the official release of Cyberpunk. Damn. So things that you might have thought would contribute to the stock going up over time have not helped. Cyberpunk 2077 has sold 15 million copies, a huge number by any standard. And, it, and the game has been transformed into something through patches and fixes that would have garnered far fewer complaints if it had launched in that state. But this is a real, this is a real the damage has been done situation. And given that nothing has turned around for CDPR's fortune so far, I find it somewhat unlikely that a big 2023 Cyberpunk 2077 expansion will move the needle, even if it does launch in a good state, unlike the base game. This is the reason that CDPR declared that after the Cyberpunk expansion, they were moving on to a new Witcher game, one that seems to leave Geralt behind, uh, Geralt behind for a new Witcher school. Details are sparse, and that game is no doubt many years away, which is the problem with focusing on on just two major IPs. If one misses, that can that can crater your company for a very very long time, and it's true, it can. So now what they're going to do is, they're like, all right, so we're moving on from Cyberpunk, we're going into Witcher in the new Witcher game. And it's like, okay, cool. So you're going into a new Witcher game. What about this one? You have two titles. You have The Witcher, and Cyberpunk. And Cyberpunk ruined your reputation so much so that like, 
your next title is not going to fare well. And now you're banking on this one to profit you. Well, it's because at this point, and I, I see where they're at, though, to be honest. Um, at this point, it's the only thing that you can do is leave behind a small team, keep maintenance on Cyberpunk, right, for people who are playing it, right? And then focus literally all your time and energy into the next game. Because it, this seems like it's just a, we got to get out, we got to move on. Yeah, well, it, part of it is, and that's not even like them being shitty. It's just like, yes, you need to move away from Cyberpunk because it's already fucked. You already fucked it. And for this next game to, to give you like a lot of profit and garner back some reputation, you have to hit it out of the park. You have, you have to get ready for this next one, do well by it. And then people will be a little bit like, okay, maybe cyberpunk was a bit of a fluke, right? Maybe that was just a bad, a bad team. Maybe it was just out of your forte a little bit, you know, that's okay though. Right. You know, keep pushing forward. That's fine. That's what they have to do at this point. Like they don't, they can't afford to sit there and be like, well, let's try to fix cyberpunk. I mean, sure. Work on the patches, work on some bug fixes. That's fine. But that's the, also the biggest disappointment is that cyberpunk was supposed to have a whole bunch of content along with it. And it never did. When it releases in that state. And expansions. They expect? were like talking about expansions and stuff. And here we are like 2022 approaching December. It's like pretty soon. And like, there's still nothing. I mean, I don't know. So CDPR's value falling so low could possibly make them more attractive acquisition target in the current era of the megacorp um, buying up independent publishers. But there is obviously still plenty of talent in CDPR. But if now someone could pay, could pay say, 75% fire sale prices for the company compared to the two years ago, that may create some interesting scenarios. Keep an eye on that. That's also true. So it could be potential that Cyberpunk or uh, CDPR gets bought. I really hate this be, fucking ad. They could be talking about it right now. Yeah, they, they could be. I, I hate how like, I have to fucking zoom like this with this gigantic fucking ad right here. Stop seeing this ad. I don't. Oh, my God. I can't get rid of it. So fuck it. So we're going to talk about phase. And uh, their cool idea to go public that is spectacularly failing. So face stock price plummets immediately after going public. One of the largest esports team in the world went public yesterday, which was July 22nd. So what day is today? The 23rd. So two days ago. One of the largest esports teams went public yesterday, and its stock price took a dip during the first day of trading. A dip? A dip. It said 30, 30%? Yeah, roughly. The, like in the first like opening? So Face yeah. Fuck. Face Clan, one of the largest esports teams in the world, went public in the stock exchange yesterday at a valuation of nearly one billion Australian dollars. Uh, however, in the twenty four hours since its debut, Face stock has plummeted over twenty five percent, closing the day at nine dollars and thirty six US dollars share at the Nasdaq. Shit. Yeah, right. Esports teams have made a big splash in the recent years as profitable businesses, and almost none have succeeded as well as FaZe Clan, ranking fourth in Forbes' most valuable esports companies lists. The competitive esports professional and social media influencer business was acquired back in October for its stunning $1.5 billion Australian dollars, and since the values dropped just over $1 billion Australian dollars. So it dropped $500 million. Shit. So, featuring over 90 influential uh, personalities across gaming and esports, FaZe Clan has a combined 500 million global followers across their social media accounts and has a competitive teams under a number of video games from Call of Duty and Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, to Super Smash Brothers. 
Ultimate, and FIFA. So making their debut at the NASDAQ under ticker dollar sign phase, their shares dropped almost immediately by 25%. This is not uncommon for SPACs to be special purpose acquisition companies. In recent years, businesses purchases purchased or merged via SPACs have dropped in value, according to a report. Face Clan has had its share of troubles as well, from manipulative cryptocurrency scams to racist and abusive behavior. Face has had to remove several of its personalities due to controversy. Now, I remember the crypto thing. So they were talking about a cryptocurrency, and basically what it was is the guy, a guy, one of their members, like FaZe got people to pay into this crypto, and then yeah. never launched the crypto. So people in, oh, yeah, we talked about that. And so people just gave these guys fucking tons of money. Jesus. Oh, yeah, guys, but don't worry. Cryptocurrency is still a totally good, safe alternative. Yeah, no, talk to GameStop about that. They jumped into crypto at the and NFTs at the fucking lowest it's ever been, hoping that it would become... It would, like, well, we also talked about that. They didn't really have much of an option there. GameStop they're, is the internet explorer of the corporate industry. You know that? Yeah. Like, they're just so fucking behind the wheel, behind the curve but on everything. But they're still there. There's, and they're still... <laughs> and um, fucking... Internet Explorer is actually uh, Microsoft announced that they are dropping support of that this oh, year, yeah. so no longer supporting. Uh, they're moving over to Microsoft Edge. Edge, yeah. And Internet Explorer is going out. So CIO Daniel Shribman. That still feels weird, though. That's, what? That still feels weird. What? The Internet Explorer is not going to be a thing anymore. I mean, hey, Chrome and everything just took over. I mean, that just seems weird. So CIO Daniel Shribman. Of B. Riley, the acquisition company that merged with FaZe, stated that FaZe is an edgy, deep in youth culture, deep in gaming culture. And if there was no controversies, that would be a pretty boring. So being racist and scammers, that, unless there was some kind of controversy, it would be pretty boring. You mean, you, it would be boring to have decent people? To do fucking I, I murders mean, it's, with? It's like trying to justify, like, yeah, we let Jimmy join the clan because it spices up our life. Like, come on, really? Like, fuck, dude. The guy talks about sexually assaulting women all the time, and you want to fucking have him because he's edgy and it and it, and it spices things up a bit. Like, what like the fuck, Christ? It's one I, thing obviously it, I'm just being facetious. That's not a real thing. No, same. I mean, but like, it's just the idea that like, it's one thing to say something like that. Like, oh, this rock star was you know kind of drunk or was doing you know or was like out at parties. It's like, yeah, but he's a rock star. Like that makes sense because he's still not hurting anybody, right? But like, this isn't this isn't like. Oh, harmless behavior like, hey, you know, uh, Jimmy went out and went out to a party after we won one day, right? You know, th this is like, hey, these are some serious fucking problems that nobody likes. These uh, these aren't redeeming qualities, and they're just like, oh, but it, it makes it fun and exciting. I was like, does it make it exciting? Like, I mean, what the fuck, man? Like, you have racist. That's, that's and, like saying that like Activision keeps fucking Bobby Kotick around because it keeps things spiced up <laughs> and exciting. It keeps, spiced up. It, it, keep, it keeps it keeps things interesting, you know. Without controversy, it'd be pretty fucking boring, wouldn't it? Yeah, we we need we need a couple of sexual assaults around the office to keep us away. <laughs> we need a we 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 need someone that threatens to murder his his fucking secretary, secretary so that you know. Because it, it it just you know it adds an extra flavor to the company, you, you know, fucking weirdos. Yeah, we have a little bit of spice there. That's why we told Bobby to stalk his ex girlfriend. <laughs> so so, but former employees actually have something different to say about this. Okay. So this is a direct contrast to what ex employees of Phase are saying. With one stating that kids with no experience in business are branding or calling the shots and referring to Phase as a shit show. The falling stock hasn't stopped FaZe Clan's investment ideas. However, the chief executive officer, Lee Trink, stated that the Web, Web 3 is the next step for influencer juggernaut. Oh, God, NFTs? Oh. 
You can't get away from it, man. I, I feel like Brock kind of like Brock has a bit of an obsession with it. I don't have an obsession. It just finds me. Uh huh. They're everywhere. This, I mean, this that's is like. Just... It's not an obs- this is like having the fucking weird kid that follows you around all the time and you don't want any you really don't have any association yeah, with but, him yeah, but, but then you all like your gr- your friends in your group think that you and him are besties and like f- fucking hang out all the time <laughs> but it's it's like that's what NFTs are for me you know, I don't fucking <laughs> seek this out it just finds me you know bro I don't I don't know how much to believe cuz every time I come on this show which it just every time there's something about NFTs and every time it's there, he gets super fired up about it. So I'm just keep thinking like, man, he's just hunting this shit down. But I'm like, not. <laughs> See, like I'm talking about phases stock dropping and now they're talking about, well, they're shifting into NFTs and cryptocurrency. Like it even says right here. It says, uh, so it says web web three is the next step for the influencer juggernaut, despite the falling interest and money in cryptocurrency. Face plans to invest in the metaverse and is actively pursuing partnerships with interested companies. <laughs> Face isn't the only esports organization to face some controversy. Team SoloMid, that's a weird name, other esports group, recently received punishment for its CEO, Andy Den, for abusive behavior towards players deemed to be un- underperforming. See, I know you guys can't really see it right now because it's kind of hard, but Brock is probably like full mast right now, fucking rock hard. After all that, I am leaking at how hard I am right now. Like I have got fucking pre cum dipping out of me because I am so fucking hard. Because we're talking about NFTs again. Yeah, he get he gets so worked up. Like as soon as you said with the metaverse, ah, I was like, man, did he just get off? You fucking come right but there. But it's the, it's the same fucking buzzwords that you always see. They got web web three, web three, crypto, and metaverse, and and like those all all those fucking buzzwords they keep using, and um. I'm actually kind of curious about this team solo mid. Like, what was his abusive behavior towards underperforming teams? If this will ever load. Andy Din of esports team solo mid has been fined and put on probation for bullying players and staff. I'm cu- All right. Let's, let's read this. Now we're going down on a gaming rabbit hole. Let's see it. Why did that happen? So after a lengthy investigation, the League of Legends, LCS, and North American Professional League, owned and operated by developers Riot, has punished one of the pre, uh, premier team leaders. Andy Din, also known by the handle of Reginald, is a two-year uh, is on a two-year probation and has been fined seventy-five thousand U.S. dollars for a pattern of practice of disparaging and bullying behavior towards members of his team, TSM. The team will also have an independent monitor assigned to check the well-being of TSM, Team Solo Mid, League of Legends players. It's a, it's a culmination of an investigation that began in November of 2021 after a player made public accusations against Din for his behavior. He looks like an asshole. I mean, he does look like an asshole. I just, I guess I'm actually kind of, like, proud of how, like, healthy he looks for someone who's a professional gamer. I mean, most of them, like, do. I mean, did you see the fucking face clan right there in that photo? No, no. Yeah, look, look at this photo. Let me go back one. Maybe it's just me having those preconceived notions. Of that me. all gamers are fat and lazy. Yeah. Look I, at I'm you being very, very you, impressed with that. Like, I mean, look at all these guys. Good, these guys good, look like normal fucking. Good, these, for, good for you guys. Not a single except, fat guy here. Except for that, like, one dude who looks like he's 12. What, him? Yeah, that just looks like puberty just didn't do you enough. No, but everybody else, I mean, they all look. They, they all. You know what they all look like? They all look like those fucking dudes that were like, on God. 
sheesh, this shit's mid. Like, they look like the fucking standard fuck boys that you see in like the parties. This is like the oh. kind of guys that you don't ever leave your girlfriend around alone because she'll get fucking assaulted. Not because you think they'll steal your girl, but pro- probably because they'll fucking put something in her drink Jeez. when you're not looking. They all kind of look like this guy right here. This dude right here. He looks like a fucking douche nozzle. He might be a nice guy. I could be wrong. I mean, he might be like one of the sweetest guys out of all of these. We're gonna get we're gonna get a fucking cease and desist letter after this episode. I don't give I a can, fuck. Phase like this it. is fucking slander. Like no, it's not. I'm just saying what what I think. And I even said he, you probably aren't. You're probably a really nice guy, and I could be wrong. Prove me wrong. I still feel like we're gonna get a cease and desist letter. After uh, this, this guy. I mean, this dude looks like the only probably cool dude of all of them. I'm not gonna lie. It's more than just his beard, but it's he's just the beard. It's 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 the beard and like yeah, he like he he doesn't have the fuck boy look. Like this dude does. This dude looks like he fucking is a SoundCloud rapper, and he you see him at gas stations, like, handing out CDs. Christ. Listen to my new album, bro. Um, This guy seems like he's pretty nice, too. I mean, he's wearing his hat not like a retard. <laughs> um, This guy looks like the dude from the football team um, that girls wanted to fuck and everybody hated, but... He was probably, <laughs> but, but he did nothing. He but was it was the, probably he was off of. Kicker. <laughs> he was probably the kicker, and like everybody actually, and, and like everybody didn't like him for the wrong reasons, and he actually never did anything wrong. This dude, I don't know how to explain him. Uh, he's just like happy to be here. Um, but um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, there's a couple of guys like I don't know. Like you get this kid, he's like, I just want to be part of the fucking photo. Photo, <laughs> just let me in. <laughs> And then oh, this guy's Christ. like, I, and this dude just, his demeanor just screams, I have more money than you and I know, and you all know it. But yeah, I mean, not a bunch of, it's just face. This is exactly what you would think face clan looks like. And this dude just thinks that I, just by looking at him, he looks like an asshole and he looks like the kind of guy that will yell at you if you fucking, you know, I told you not to push. Use one shot. You fucking idiot. So there were no findings of physical abuse. Uh, this is the investigation we're talking about. Okay. So the investigation found that Din was essentially guilty of verbally abusing players and staff for perceived poor performance. You fucking suck, you cunt. There were no findings of physical abuse, threatened or actual, nor anything that amounted to racism, sexism, transphobia, or anything else targeting a protected class. You know, to be completely honest, though, I'm actually kind of impressed by that. Hey, the dude's just a bit of a dick. It's like, oh. He's not racist. Did no. he say a racial slur? Yeah, he's no, he's not racist. Did he? Did he threaten to hurt you? No, no, not at all. He's just kind of a dick. It's like, oh, okay. So we're commending him for being a fucking decent fucking asshole, like, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, at least I am, I guess, because whenever you hear stories about this, it's always like threats, sexual assault, sexual abuse, physical abuse, or like extreme racism. Trying to be like, oh, but it wasn't that bad. It was an accident. I didn't tell him I wanted to burn him at the clan stake. It's just you know. <laughs> slipped out and they're like no it's just like hey this dude's kind of an asshole it's like oh i mean okay like he wasn't racist wasn't like you know threatening you just kind of a dick so in the official ruling the lcs also notes that tsm's own investigation came to slightly different conclusions while those two investigations there's two investigations they did one themselves and the lcs also did one okay so while those two investigations were happening in tandem, they did not share resources or results with one another, with one another outside of some efficiency in interviewing subjects. And the LCS maintains, maintains wow, that they are separate investigations. In addition to the $75,000 fine, which will be denoted 
to an anti-bullying charity chosen by the League of League and players, Din will go through extensive sense and sensitivity executive and sensitivity training. That sounds actually I'm starting to feel bad for this guy now. Like they're gonna hey, listen, man, you're not nice enough for us. So we're gonna give your um thing to an anti-bullying charity, which I don't know what the fuck they do, and I don't know how the fuck they're gonna do that. But um like that sounds like hey man, like this is like one step away, like like there's the straight conversion therapy camp and there's like the anti-asshole camp that they're trying to send him to like right fucking next door. It's just like, Hey man, we're going to fucking brainwash this dude to not be an asshole. When did this exactly happen? Cause I'm kind of curious. Oh shit. This, this reports <laughs> on the 15th. So, all right. So on top of these like sensitivity training, this is some sense like sensitivity training is something that they would send the veteran coworker that, fucking is used to yelling at like lower enlisted guys yeah sends them to training because they were like i was offended and he's like you need to go through sensitivity training it's like but he's a fucking idiot you can't say that though what should i say like i don't know to me that just sounds wrong it sounds like some really like you need to you need to learn how to be nice that's some fucked up shit i disagree with that i don't know what it's for damn it but it well, I'm, sounds, I'm curious more specifically what he said. It sounds s- sketchy to me. Hey, we're going to give this to an anti-bullying charity. I don't know how you anti-bully. Like, are, are you trying to brainwash people who are kind of assholes? Like, I don't know. That seems sketchy to me. So I guess on one hand, because he is their boss mm-hmm. and he's literally like telling them like, you fucking suck. You are terrible at this shit. Why do I even have you on this fucking team type thing? Instead of building up and being a leader, he's being an asshole. And that's fair, but like, I mean. But I don't know what he said. That's the thing. I wish I, I wish I could see that. But sending him to a fucking sensitivity training, that, as well as finding him and all that shit, it's just like, this seems a little sketchy. Honestly, sensitivity training doesn't work. And I can say that because I had a boss that was a complete prick to everybody, including me. And then I fucking yelled at him. Yeah, yeah. And he, the only reason why he got sent to that kind of shit was in anger, enforced anger management by his employer. Because he yelled at the fucking president of the company. But anyway, so for two years, he's also considered on probation, meaning any further infractions will carry very harsh penalties. Like what? Finally, the creation of a tip line from TSM employees have been mandated. This will also allow for anonymous reporting of abusive behavior from DIN and will exist alongside regular official checkups with players in TSM. So they have like a, like a fucking anonymous, like mandatory tip line specifically for him see i think that, i think that that that's some bullshit too if you want to implement something for like make it more make it for make everybody it for everybody yeah that'd be fine but like this seems very targeted like i'm not saying that this guy is like innocent or anything but this seems like hey you know we're gonna make him seem like the bad guy well this uh, this also says this will exist alongside regular official checkups with players in tsm so they're gonna regularly ask him how's he doing so TSM is one of the oldest and most profitable esports organizations, um, originating with League of Legends in 09, but now having players across fighting games, various shooters, and nearly a dozen other games. It has a massive fan base, also seemingly fairly profitable, rarer than you would think from an esports team. It is the first ruling of this type for the LCS. It is somewhat unlikely that Din is the only team leader or CEO within the league that is guilty of, ongoing, of going too hard on players. Similar revelations rocked the Dota 2 scene, a competitor in uh, League of Legends in the MOBA genre in 2016. Uh, I guarantee you he's not the only one fucking yelling at everyone for sucking. Oh, no, definitely. I mean, again, I'm not saying what he did was right, but it's just like, 
it seems like you guys went way too hard in on this. Either get rid of the guy and like do it like just respectfully, like, hey, we just let him go. Not a good fit. Or lay off of him a little bit. Fuck, dude. Hey, we're going to do. Instead, we're going to make an anonymous tip line specifically for him. Like that, that that's demeaning. Like that is fucking terrible shit. But then again, how much, how horrible was he being? I mean, but again, if it's that bad where it warrants the stuff, just get rid of him. But also too, like, even though once again, I understand that this dude is being a serious prick to his uh, teammates and that that shouldn't happen. Yes. But like also too, like there's a little bit of dignity that you do owe him. And like, they they have no regard for that. Hey, we're going to make a tip line just to report on this guy. We're also going to do regular checkups on this guy. We find him and then we send him to a sensitivity training. Like I was like, that's a little over fucking kill. On this, on this guy, like seriously, fuck. I taste blood in my mouth. Okay, for what I don't know why. I need to go to the dentist. How long has it been since you've been to a dentist? It's been a bit. It's been a couple of years. Make an appointment, Brock. Well, I have to get dental insurance first. I don't want the fucking VA doing it. Come out, fucking no teeth. Or a fucking, we drilled into your skull and not your molar. Like, why? Here, there's actually a fucking um, guy at Basic who um, they were doing, like, I, I don't know what they were doing, to be honest. I don't remember the procedure, but, like, they drilled in, and they fucking, like, hit a nerve in his fucking jaw. Like, gave him something similar to, like, Bell's palsy. I We had a guy. In, um, in, but it went away in a few days. But they separated him for something they did. They what? Just, they just said, no, get the fuck out of here. You're separated. Is it because now you can sue for malpractice? Probably. Recruits don't know that, but. um, I would fucking tell my recruits all of that. Oh, no. So if I was in that position, I would, too. Like, hey, listen. Like, like if, the, if the doctor fucks you up mm-hmm. and you were like, you have, like, there's an issue before the malpractice thing happened. Did I ever tell you about the fucking girl in Italy that. Went in for a gallbladder surgery and came out with a hysterectomy. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. So like they, oh my, uh, oh my, that is something that like that is something you assault the you don't sue the doctor you assault the doctor for. So and this girl she was like twenty years old. She goes in um, because on base, our clinic doesn't have a surgical wing. So like for major oh procedures like that, they either send you to Launstool, Germany. Yeah. Or if it needs to be taken care of, they'll put you, um, they'll send you to an Italian, to the local Italian hospital mm-hmm. under the, you know, under the finances of the government. Right, right. So they sent her in. This is, this happened like right before I got there. So they sent this girl in to get her gallbladder removed. Instead, they gave her a hysterectomy. Oh my God. Yeah. Is- I know. I was like, What? And then it was that moment I realized, send me to Germany. I don't fucking care. Like, send me to an actual fucking American doctor. I, I Like, no fucking way. And so there was a lot. And then, like, when it came to dental, like, dental surgeries, yeah, we had oral surgery, like, for wisdom teeth and, like, sur- like oral surgical procedures and stuff. Yeah. Um, they, because they don't have an anesthesiologist on standby, what they would just do is just fucking inject Novocaine in your mouth and then do the extractions. And like one of my buddies, like it wore off in the middle of the procedure and he was like passing out from the pain while they were taking his wisdom teeth out. And they were just, they'd have to smack him awake. 
because he's like, dude, this is the worst experience of my life. The Army doesn't fucking, especially dental, they don't give a fuck about you. I, I had a dentist. I saw a different, every time I went to dental, it was a different fucking doctor each time. I didn't ever have, I never had one doctor. So I go in, and the fun thing about the Army doctors is that, like, especially the dentist, I somehow, every time went in, there was a cavity that needed to be filled. And when I would come home on leave and get looked at, like, not suit, not long after that, they'd be like, there's no cavity here. So they were making up cavities or whatever they thought was a cavity and then were giving me, like, crazy fillings. Like, the one guy, he, the, the, like, I have one fucking, like, black filling, right? And he was, like, I, I didn't even know, like, how bad this cavity was. I'm like, really? Okay. It didn't seem like it was a big deal. This dude fucking hollowed out my tooth and filled that bitch in. And I was just like, why did you do that? He's like, you're in the army, man. You you get the care we give you. You don't get to choose. He's like, you get he's like, you get what you get, and that's it. He's like, you don't get the best dental dental work here. We give you what we give you. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? And this is a captain. Then I learned that most most uh, military dentists were dentists in the civilian world and lost their practice or just couldn't cut it, so they joined the military because there's a guaranteed paycheck. Because they can join as officers. Right, right. I mean, they join as officers and they keep their practice and they don't do anything outside of that ever. They never do like any kind of military training or anything outside of that fucking spe specialized practice of being a dentist. Like that's, that's what they do. So when I was in AIT before I went to my unit, we had, they were like basically telling everyone, like, if you need your wisdom, if you have wisdom teeth and they need to be extracted, you are getting it done. You have no say. I got lucky because I had wisdom teeth and they said, well, we recommend you get them out. You don't have to get them out. And I'm like, I'm going to wait till I get to my unit to do that. And I'm so glad I did because so many guys were going in and when you're in AIT getting your wisdom teeth pulled, you are getting, these extractions are being done by guys in training. New recruits are taking your teeth out and they fuck you up each time. We had a guy come back that they did the same thing, hit him with, hit his nerve. And his whole fucking tongue went numb. Like they, they like temporarily paralyzed his tongue because he had a fucking, um, because they hit a nerve when they were taking his wisdom teeth out. So I was like, yeah, no, fuck that. I'm not getting my wisdom teeth taken out in AIT. So like, yeah, the, like with medical malpractice now being, because at the time when that girl had the hysterectomy, she couldn't sue. I would assault. Oh, uh, you, yeah, I know. I would too. I'd be like, you just fucking ruined my life. Like, you changed my life forever because of a malpractice. And it was at the time where it's like, you can't sue for malpractice. And I'm so glad they finally woke up to that whole thing about how... You know she's probably filing a lawsuit right now. I hope so. Because if she's not, you need to be hiring a hitman. Because that is something that I would be pissed that much off that's about. Like, that's like going in for a gallbladder and coming out and saying that you, you had a vasectomy. Yeah, you've been neutered. Not, not a vasectomy, you've been neutered. Your balls were cut off. Yeah, we took that. Like, what the fuck do you mean you did that? Oh, well, yeah, well, well that's what we did. Uh, oh, well, cool. You, I will right now murder you, we will, and we will call the cops to come pick up what's left of you. Like, I cannot believe that shit. Yeah, it's it's wild. Oh, it is fucking wild. Like, Jesus Christ, man. I haven't had anything like that egregious in my medical care or dentistry here, but good Lord. I know. Yeah, but I got I got to get a dental appointment. Getting getting why, going. Why, why do you think a lot of corpsmen take their own care into their own hands? Because they trust themselves over everybody else. Sometimes, 
I mean, I understand. It's like, this, it's like the civi- even like the civilians that are hired by the VA are fucking bullshit. They like, mostly are. Like I had this one woman when I was getting my fucking COVID shot. This nurse, don't know how she's a nurse, sitting there. So one, COVID is not a shot that you need to aspirate. I'm just letting you know. You know how they like make it stick. Yeah, it and they I think you've up. told me about this. Yeah, I did. And and she probably took fifteen long ass seconds to give me this vaccination with it in my arm. Not like oh, it took her like. 15 yeah, COVID vaccine is a stick, push, gone, yeah. done. It does not need to be aspirated. And she comes up, sticks it in my arm, sits there, like, fucking wiggles the damn thing, is sitting there, like, slowly trying to aspirate it, and then, like, slowly pushing it in, and then slowly pulling it out. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Did I ever tell you about the, uh, when I first got into the trades, the doc, the nurse that, like, I, I was man- mandated to get a tetanus shot? Because, like, everybody that gets hired with that company has to get one. Because yeah. you work around a lot of metals, of course, metal rusts and shit, so they they make you get a tetanus shot so you make, don't have to go do, get one. does make sense. So I go in there, and the nurse was a bitch. She was just like, I'm going to make this hurt. And I'm like, why? I was like, what? She's like, this is going to hurt. I'm going to make it hurt. I was like, okay. And she got in there. She fucking hit, and she's moving around. She's, like, pushing it and stuff. She's like, did that hurt? And I was like, no. And it did so bad, but I fucking... I would have got up. I would have walked out and been like, you're going to get a different fucking nurse. Fire her ass. And she was like, she's like, that hurt. And I was like, no. She's like, really? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. And then I went home and I was like, oh. I'd have been pissed. Dude, I felt like, I Seriously. honestly, it felt like my fucking shoulder was torn. Like, I, I couldn't, like, for two weeks, like, my shoulder was in so much pain. Like, I'd have been pissed. They're like, nah, man. I mean, tetanus shots already hurt. I don't care. I would have. I would have tried to fuck her up. I walked out of that office, slammed the door. You're going to get someone fucking else or we're not doing this today. And it's your fault, not mine. Like she I, said it in a way where it was like, she was trying to sound like she was kidding, but now, she now fucking but, but wasn't. You also know too. Like if someone's like, Oh, I'm going to make this hurt. Look over there. And, and then, then nothing. Do, and then nothing. It's just like, okay, ha ha. You're, you're trying to lighten the mood. That's fine. And, and that's, they do it. And they're just like, it's already okay. a painful shot. And, and they're like, okay. mm. and that's okay. If you're trying to like, fuck, like hell, I do that with some of my patients. And you just mess with them. Like, Hey, you know, this one's the worst one. It, is it? it? Well, no, I'm already done with it. It's, it's fine. They're like, Oh, okay. Thanks doc. And they fucking like walk off, you know, fucking, you know, with a little bit of a lighter attitude with some, especially with people who are like scared of shots. Mm-hmm. So like, I understand a lot of that stuff, you know, like, come on! Like, it's okay to it's okay to mess around with some of your people. Like, but it's it's another thing if you're like really trying to be a fucking asshole to someone. Like, fuck you, fuck you. I know. I don't know why they do this shit. It's fucking nurses, and, nurses and doctors. It's just so fucking stupid. Well, I don't know, man. Jesus. So, what are your plans for the rest of the weekend? Um, I'm gonna try to recover. Yeah, <laughs> you sucking hard right now, man. What? You sucking right now? From your drunken excursion on base? Oh, yeah. No, it it sucks. So. I didn't, you know, I didn't get drunk at all. I got high, but I didn't get drunk at all on my my trip to Tennessee. Okay. It was weird because, want to know something funny? Hmm. I actually got some pretty good sleep the whole time I was there. Minus the first Airbnb. That one was, it was kind of rough. But, like, I was waking up at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning every day Hmm. on my own, thinking I overslept. I'm like, fuck, I overslept. And then, nope. So I got some pretty good sleep back there, but now I'm home. I'm like, I can't fucking, I'm, I'm sleeping in again. I'm like, God damn it. I mean, at first, first couple of days of the week were pretty good. I was getting up at about eight o'clock in the morning every day. Now I'm just like struggling. Yeah. I'm getting kind of nervous. My school's coming up, so I'm going to. Oh, is I mean, it? Yeah. I start August 1st. 
Fuck yeah, dude. All right, well uh, let's uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. It's been a, right. been a long and good episode. Yeah. Two and a half hours. Yeah, if I get a text from you saying that you didn't get the recording. No, I've been watching the audio this entire time. <laughs> We're good. I, why do you think I did the fucking audio check before we hit start? Oh, I mean, I bet. Like, I'm just saying, like, I just remember, like, that we did one of those long episodes. And it was it, fun. It, it felt good. It was a good, fun episode. I get home, and I get that text from you, like, you're never going to guess what. And I was like, oh, what, what? You know, something stupid. Remember that I, joke we made about the audio not working? It, yeah, the audio didn't work. The audio it didn't, didn't work. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, for more more than half of our episode, has no audio. It's like, fuck, what do we do about that? Nothing. You can't do anything about that. And I found out trying to edit it. And I was like, wait, where's the audio? Oh, no. There's oh, no audio. No, there's no audio. There's no audio. Like, it, it fucking reset itself. So I went through and even, like, I'll, I'll do it again just to fucking be on the safe side. But, yeah, all the audio is still here on this scene. All the audio is still here in this scene. And all the audio is here in this scene. So we are fucking Gucci, bro. Fantastic. So why don't you get home and fucking recover? I'm going to eat because I haven't eaten today. I'm going to try to finish the yard before the rain hits. So. Yeah, not a problem, man. Well, guys, we'll, we'll it's see been fun. Love y'all. Have a good rest of your uh, week. And uh, we'll see you on the next one, guys. <laughs>